to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am excited to be here tonight, and I really mean that sincerely. I could do every week, but really, really this week. It's been crazy. I am absolutely exhausted. My muscles hurt. It's so nice to be able to sit down. I've been digging stumps out of my yard and digging holes and moving things. And Spring sucks. Everyone loves spring. I would love it if I had a gardener. So to be able to sit, relax, breathe, exhale, and spend this time with you tonight is absolutely the only thing in the world I want to do. (laughs) We have some cool things coming up tonight, but before we get started in all of that, I have some announcements to do. I want to remind you, if you'd like to put together a writer's workshop with us, you can send me a, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. So if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message, let me know what you'd like to put together. If you uh, want some help on some ideas or whatever, send me a message and I can help you set something up. These can be pre-recorded or they can be done live, whichever you would prefer, meaning that if you wanted to record them at home on your computer, you could and then just send me the MP3 file. Or you could uh, do a kind of like a conference call with me and I could talk to you at the beginning and then mute my mic and you can just take off and go till you're done and pre-record it that way. And then if you want to do a combination of both, we can do the pre-recorded at the beginning if you wanted and then jump on live and be able to take callers and field questions and things like that. So just let me know what you want to do and we will get that set up. Next thing I want to do, very, very important, especially this year because it is so exciting, I want to take a moment and thank all of our sponsors who helped with our 2021 fees for our 2021 broadcasting year for our broadcasting license for the year. There's a there's a, a lot of you and that's what makes it so awesome. You know, and sometime when I've got a lot to do today. So I I don't want to go into a bunch of stories, but at some point I'm going to go down this list and and point out some pretty cool things about it that you guys don't know. But uh yeah, it's pretty awesome all of you who helped. So I want to make sure that we as a community thank you and recognize you. We have Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Golickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy S.S.M. Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert uh, Mikey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Wilson, and we had a donation anonymously made in the name of Cherry Rose. And we also had an anonymous donation made in the name of Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbor, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith, 
And, um, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Those who uh, are gone but never go, people we love dearly. So that's it, all of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for stepping up their plate and helping uh, helping us with our broadcasting license this year. We appreciate it. And uh, it's exciting, our 14th year on the air. Just incredible. Okay, so now, next. I'm going to get to your inspiration from the inkwell. So grab your journals and your pens, something to write with. And I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you your journal assignment first. Your journal assignment is one-on-one time, yoga pants time with your brain. Um, the stuff that you write isn't meant for popular consumption. It's just, you know, one-on-one time with you. And, uh, you know, so it just gives you kind of freedom to write, freedom to write freely. So your journal assignment that we're going to be doing, we have been working on observation lists and exploring our sources of inspiration and it's really hard to talk tonight, you guys. I have that plastic retainer thing in my mouth. I'm trying really hard. My mouth is so... Ugh. I hate this thing. Anyway, so if I sound funny, that's why. Just bear with me. We'll get through this. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, right? All right, so we're exploring our sources of inspiration. You know, things that unexpectedly reach out and grab our attention. You know, no matter where you are, what you're doing, you should always really seriously pay attention to those things because the the smell of something, you'll go, oh, my God, I love that, and you'll, your mind will just stop for a minute. You'll hear, hear something, you know, and you'll start to sway to it because, it, you know, you understand the things I'm talking about. Those are the things you really need to pay attention to and pay attention to the source of because those are the things that you draw inspiration from. You know, so why would you ignore the things that you draw inspiration from? Explore them, learn them, figure out what they are, and you'll be able to call on, it's like plugging your phone in. You know, you'll be able to plug yourself into those things that call out to you, that inspire you, and then you go, boom, you're off and running. So what we did last week is what I had you do on your observation list is I wanted you to write down a list of everything that was hard, as in the opposite of soft, you know, the, the, the feeling, the texture, the, you know, like concrete, not hard like, oh, my God, it's so hard learning to play the violin, you know, hard like in concrete. So you made a list of everything was hard. So this week, instead of just free writing or doing a story like we normally do, I want you to, this week I want you to write a letter, all right? And you'll be using the list you made of things that are hard in the letter to explain to someone how much you miss them or what it's like missing them or what it's like them not being there anymore. And this can be an old love, a friend, family member, someone you've lost. You know, if you can't think of someone that warrants that emotion, then write a letter explaining to someone how hard it would be to be without them or to lose them. If that's, but I want this to be a. I want you. I want you to dig into the ugly emotions here, when you write this one. I want. I want. I want your soul. In here, all right. You know, you're you're literally in this one. You're literally going to be using concrete to create these concrete images. So, use using the list. I want you to look for things that, that 
bear the weight or the unyielding force or the finality, the things that you can use to describe something that's hard to literally mean something that is emotionally hard and being able to use that as that thing, that feeling, that, that whatever your hard thing is to have that describe the emotion. So you'll be using the list of things that are hard in a letter to explain to someone how much you miss them. And remember, again, this is a journal assignment. No one is going to see it but you. And if it's something you shouldn't be writing to someone you shouldn't be writing to, but it's who you would want to write to, do it. And then rip it out and burn it up. But do it. Write it. Okay? But remember, really pull, really pull on, on the, the, the true bone marrow emotion and things you would want to say in this letter. I want to really explore that. So this week what we're going to do is I'm going to have you make a list of everything that is soft, things that look soft or feel soft or sound soft, smell soft. They're wispy and delicate and fluffy. Make a list of everything that is soft. And remember, any additional notes you write as you make that observation will help you later on when you're going to write. You know, you could, like, something like, um, okay, I was up picking up some stuff from a nursery and I, I could have put down something like the, the smell of lilacs because it's such a soft, beautiful smell. And then I could write down more things about my surroundings. Where was it? Um, you know, the smell of lilacs floating across the pond. Uh, there was purple reflection, blue sky reflected, clouds reflected, um, a bird fly, flew across in reflection. Um, there were reeds and cattails and tangled grass. And I remember a car passing behind me and you know, how a duck swam by and it distorted the reflections that the snow was floating over. So write down as many observations as you can. Or when you go back to the list, I want you to close your eyes and jot down as many things that were in that moment. You know, because sometimes it's not just one thing. Maybe it's a combination of things. But you'll be able to go back later and use that list. So say you were writing, let's see, say you're writing about, you're walking along and you smell lilacs and it makes you think of somebody and it's floating across to you on the purple reflection and in there you, they, you see them in the form of a bird fly across the, your memory. But then as you pull farther away, you get tangled in the reeds and the cattails and everything gets distorted. And when the duck, you know, just explaining how they fade in and out of your memory. But then if you close your eyes again, you're taken right back to the lilac floating across purple. You know, instead of just trying, you're, you're able to use things to create the image you want the writer or the reader to, to feel when they're reading your writing. All right, you get the idea. So, again, this week, week I want you to walk around and write down everything that is soft and use all of your senses. 
All right, now we're going to do your writing exercise and your prompts. The, we've, I've combined those because I think that you're going to get much more, instead of doing two separate things, and you know, it's much easier to do two things than it is three. So you have your journal assignment, and now I'm giving you this one, but I'm combining them because I think if I do this, you might actually do it. Do you guys do this? Yeah, I have to know. Do you guys do these pick apart prompt things? And if you're not, you better email and tell me you are. You better lie your butt off because if you're not, I will hunt you down. <laughs> At least do it one time so you can find out what I'm talking about, so you can discover the magic I'm talking about when you do these. So anyway, the whole point of the pick apart a prompt exercise to your prompts is that it's important for you to remember that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. All right, so what you're going to do is I'm going to give you, first let me give you your, um, let me give you your list of prompts and then we will go over the exercise part of it. Okay, so grab your pens and papers. I'm going to run through this. If you miss any, then, you know, you can come back and listen for it later in the archives. As I go th through these, remember that the intent is for these to grow into a poem. A prompt is kind of like a seed planted. They can be, they can be, the prompts can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. And beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with the prompts is up to you. All right, so number your paper 1 through 12. And we're going to start with the first one, number one. Pocket full of vanity. Pocket full of vanity. Number two, foreign dreams paint in whispers. Foreign dreams paint in whispers. Number three, before I came home naked. You guys really better think about that one. Cause that one could be so freaking funny. Why in the hell did you come home naked? I want to know. Inquiring minds. Number three, before I came home naked. Number four, a bed of forest velvet. A bed of forest velvet. Number five, when the pills are swallowed. When the pills are swallowed. Number six, in the dark of a billion years. In the dark of a billion years. Number seven, floats easily to the tongue. Floats easily to the tongue. Number eight, facing the eyes of tiny mirrors. Those creepy eyes of tiny mirrors. Facing the eyes of tiny mirrors. Number nine, his was a ghost's face. His was a ghost's face. Number ten, I am jealous of elephants. I am jealous of elephants. Number 11. I am almost myself again. I am almost myself again. And number 12. I wonder if you meant it for the wind. I wonder if you meant it for the wind. All right, so there you have it. 
your poetry prompts for the week. Now, the pick apart a prompt part of this exercise. Before you write to any of these, I want you to explore them deeper. Kind of dissect them. Look beyond the surface for what's hiding inside. All right? So taking your list, write the first prompt at the top of a blank journal page. Then spend a moment really thinking about each one and make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Explore each one for the different thought process you could follow and find uh, you know, ways you can find a, to twist the meaning of the prompt or you know, look for all the esoteric things inside you know, woven in there. You know, walk through it, explore the other side of it, just really pull it apart and think of all the different poems you could write to that same prompt. When you finish with the first prompt, then I want you to move on to the next and then so on down the list until you've written at least six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. I guarantee you, you cannot make it, doing this exercise, you cannot make it to the end of the list before some re poem reaches out and grabs a hold of you and sends you off in writing. And what you write is going to be very different. This exercise makes magic happen. So once again, these are your 12 prompts. They're also the prompts you'll be using in your pick apart prompt exercise for the week. And keep in mind, they can be either the title of the poem, a line in the poem, or the general concept of the poem, whichever one of your list of the pick aparts you decide to write to. Number one, pocket full of vanity. Number two, foreign dreams paint in whispers. Number three, before I came home naked. Number four, a bed of forest velvet. Number five, when the pills are swallowed. Number six, in the dark of a billion years. Number seven, floats easily to the tongue. Number eight, river of bitter certainty. Number nine, his was a ghost's face. Number ten, I am jealous of elephants. Number eleven, I am almost myself again. And number twelve, I wonder if you meant that, or meant it for the wind. I wonder if you meant it for the wind. And there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we're focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. We've been focusing on trying to learn one new poetry uh, form every single month. It's something that, you know, Google Poetry Forms, pick one and have that be your poem for the your, your uh, form for the month. And every month learn to write a different poetry form. And then we've also been working on writing a haiku every day. Every day go out into your world and find something worth 17 syllables. As you walk through your day, and you always have that notebook and pen on you, so I know you'll be able to write it down. But every day find something from the, from point A, bed, to point B, getting back in bed. Everything in there between those two. Find something worth 17 syllables. And jot it down, even if it's only 15, because you can go back in the, and, and edit it and add a couple or take a couple away if you have to. But every single day, get into the writer's discipline of writing a haiku every single day. All right. Now, that's it. That's it, guys. That's it for your prompts. We're done. So you know what time it is, right? I'm going to play an audio track. We start and end every episode with an audio track, so if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your 
poem played on the air, you can do that by emailing it to me to the, the word that is in there, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. And we can get that uploaded to the show's library and play that on the air for the world. All right. So let's go ahead. And the track that I'm going to play is by Sed, uh, Seb. And I miss him. It's called The Cat's Got the Whooping Cough and the Dog's Got the Flu. Well, I, I, howdy there. I, I ain't never uh, done this before. I ain't never been on no radio show. So uh, if I, I don't do this right, um, uh, I hope you'll be kind and forgiving unto me. I have to warn you, there are a couple of cuss words that will be coming up in the piece that, that I'm about to perform. Uh, that piece dates from uh, 2009, and uh, I would describe it as then being an assessment of the American condition at the, at the moment and my position within that, coming out of eight years of the disastrous Bush administration and hitting that point where the Noran realization that uh, President Obama was neither going to be the man nor the solution that he purported himself to be. And uh, four years on, I'm feeling fully justified in making that assessment at the time. Uh, the piece itself is a, a recontextualization or a modern retelling or whatever you want to call it of a, a piece from 1932, first, first performed by the great blind Willie Mactel, called the, the Scary Day Blues. And uh, we live in some scary days these days, so I imagine people will understand how I'm trying to show these, these old guys they saw things and they understood things and they were able to say things that had an almost eternal value um, rather than just being novelties representative of their times. It was genuine poetry, genuine folk language which uh, still exists and is still relevant today and, and has not been better and not been superseded by anything that we're, we're creating at the moment. And the piece is called uh, The Cat's Got the Hooping Cough and the Dog's Got the Flu. Big 80 left Savannah Lord going off to California. Can't live them Georgia laws. All he found at first was moonshine and circumstances. Post-industrial Dionysian idiots without potable water or arable land. Masons gathering in the roadside, each of them digging ditches. Each of them digging with the ace of spades, exploring the balance between hats and masks and crowns. All the pimps ride motorcycles, they cluster in the desert coming out of primer colored sunsets, each wearing a red tie or sky blue dependent on gang affiliations. Killing our prophets, imprisoning our sanest heretics, getting high on self-shared victimization. But then, 115 miles of Sonora Desert Highway, Big Sur of flame and molten golden sunset red letter days. Must have been something to see, a glory in their pomp. He shrugged his shoulders and made a deal, saying, Hell is full of fortune tellers and recidivist Democrats. Heaven is full of blank checks and statues, and the cat's got the whooping cough, and the dog's got the flu. American beauty is moral high-handedness, seduction and magic and the secret handshake, dupes and patsies, backbiters and syndicators, the lunatic and the fool, feats of clay, hands like jars, pay through the nose to spite your face, harsh woman bleeding and the rattling of their tongues, 
pawn your sod, pawn your chain. I fucked every woman in the Hampton Hotel. Every one of them gave birth to a redhead child. Loaning money for interest and collecting the debt in flesh and bone. How is this unjust? We tolerate the despicable and cast statues of the depraved. You'll spend a dollar like you do a dime. The rooster chews tobacco and the hen dips snuff. Silence, cupidity, manifest destiny. John saw the number, but he never learned to read. Reprobate men in ten-cent hats. Sloppy drunk of sermonizing. No apologies. No stated reparations. All kinds of reprehensible double talk. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't arise, hit the lights and pass the ammunition. Infamy on the counterpane, the landscape of cultural revisionism. Liberty? That's a conjurer's stunt. Freedom? It's just another word for when you don't got nothing left to lose when the cat's got the hoop and cough and the dog's got the flu. I got married once to a four-square girl, a Christian woman of unimpeachable reputation, who was herself married to another man, a fire-breathing, hall-beheading prophet of God. Things were good between us for a year or two. She used to give me hand jobs in the gravel parking lot behind the Unitarian Church. I used to run errands and fix radios for her. Until one day, she hitched up her shirt and showed me a nation sack. She said, you're going to the boneyard, boy, and you ain't coming back. I cried, larks of mercy. I was blind in one ear and totally deaf in my nose. She threw the dice and stuffed them in my bedclothes. I said, I love you, but my ears are full of poison. I came seeking the moon, but I found only a flower garden. I fell asleep, and now I'm dead. What more is there to say? I know your salty new lover, Fat Mouth Sam, a rounder and a grinder who sold all his poetry for a bucket of beer. I seen you unfold for him like a butterfly, naked in your kitchen, and I ain't faced. He's just as dead as I am, and I'm the best-dressed man in this graveyard, baby. There ain't no one needs to shine my shoes, for the cat's got the whooping cough, and the dog's got the flu. You yearn for a pragmatic mesmerist, a thrower of flowers, a balcony manipulator, one hand on the table, the other on the abortionist hook. But while we get his mountebanks and collared cuffs speaking at hand jobs, Billy E. Collars, Greased Manners, Impompadors, Kings, while we get a Mustangs when we hunger for Buicks, while we get a Kid Gloves when we plain the clay walking boots. So you spend all your salt, you pay your taxes, you're a modern individual, cold in hand, deep in the policy game, modern conscious plus white man's burden is a brand new state. Chain, while we get his instruction to the witless, not eyesight to the blind, judges are dissemblers who are constantly on the make. Fraud is the only insurance. Ambiguity is the currency of the afterlife. The truly righteous man will not shiver when he wears his own skin. He kills New Deal Democrats on sight and strikes his bargain with an agrarian handshake. The last righteous man comes running from Foggy Bottom up to Capitol Hill, hollering, the hurricane is coming, the hurricane is coming. Unloose a helicopter, lash down the women folks, gas up the terraplane, America is shaken. Any man who claims right without resuming responsibilities is a scoundrel, a fish-shaking televangelist wherever shall agree. Anyone who says live free or die should be made to do so. But this man is not president. This man is not under Secretary of Agriculture. This man is not the editor of the Washington Post. The righteous man has no voice in the Washington Post, in the Huffington Post, or on Fox News, and yet the cat's got the hooping cough, and the dog's got the flu. I absolutely love that piece. All right, guys, it is now time to get to our callers to start our open mic portion of the show. If you would like to call in and read with us tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I want to let you know that if you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 718 is our first caller tonight. 
so listen for your telephone area code. When I unmute you, it is very, very important that you introduce yourself, say, hello, this is me, and we go from there. Uh, very important that you do that. You want to let people know who's reading, and you also want to make sure that your name is always attached to your work. You know, we've got shows on here from 14 years ago. If you pulled up one of those, I'm, I guarantee you will hear somebody read a poem and they don't introduce themselves, and you have no idea who it was. So don't be that person. <laughs> Make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two normal-length poems. Um, I'm going to try really try my best to keep all my yammering down to a minimum so that we don't get all squished up like we did last week. Um, but right now you can read two normal-length poems or one long poem. Okay, and then when you're done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. It's really important that you let people know how to find you so they can get to know you and your work better. And then remember, please, that we have a mature rating. So on one hand, remember, that means you're bound to hear just about anything you normally do on this show. On the other hand, it means you cannot do adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A and the slot B. Okay, none of the uh, the super hardcore erotica. Other than that, you are good to go. I want to go ahead and before we get started, I want to let area code seven o two know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and read tonight, please press one. If you're here just listening and hanging out, I am very very glad you're here. And if you change your mind, there you go. Gotcha. All right. So let's go ahead and grab our first caller. I'm going to give you the first three real quick so you kind of know where you are. We have 718, 731, and 615. Those are our first three callers. So 718, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. It's Jim Hart. How are you? Hey, Jim. How are you, sweetheart? Okay. Uh, How's your uh, day going so far besides that extra strength gardening? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was rough. I mean, I, you have no idea. You have no idea. It was terrible. But other than that, it's going it's going phenomenal. It's been a busy week. I've got a ton to do right now, but um, it's been good. Good. Yeah. And and you? How are you? Uh, you know, day by day. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you were here. I was actually thinking about you today, so I'm excited to see what you brought. Okay. First poem is Deserting a Sinking Ship. She has contemplated suicide many times, she says. Once, I think, is too often, and tell her so. She laughs, pulling the sleeve of her sweater down over the scars on her wrists. It was hard being your girlfriend than not being, she says. I'm sorry. I say, meaning it more from guilt than passion, realizing as I rise to leave that perhaps the most I can hope for is never knowing. Wow. And poem, right? Yes. I didn't want to interrupt you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. That was absolutely incredible. I love that one. I've heard you do that one before a long time ago. Oh, yeah, long time. Mm-hmm. 
I've never forgotten it. It's amazing. Well, the second poem I have never read, so. Uh, for who might have been. In the welcome withdrawal of fragile memories, stored like old clothes in an attic steamer trunk, I find you again, waiting, as always, for me to turn the key and lift the rusty hinges, revealing your everlasting youthful beauty, pictured in the sterling silver frame of forever first love. End piece. Wow. Read that last little bit again, the last couple lines. Um, Revealing your everlasting youthful beauty, pictured in the sterling silver frame of forever first love. Wow. That one, that one really touched me. I thought that was absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. You just have such an incredible way with writing the images that make it so accessible to everybody. I, I guess that means I'm just plain. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. It's hard. Writers usually... Writers usually write from personal from personal um, experience. Yeah. And so when they write something, they write it in a way that so they can write it in a way where it's so personal that it's hard for someone, even if they're going through the same situation, to relate. But to be able to write something that's personal and emotional in a way that is gentle enough to where anybody can inject themselves into the picture with you and make it their own is a very incredible thing to be able to do. That's what you strive to do as a writer is to be able to pull everybody in so they see exactly what you're seeing as you're writing it with you and experience with you and get that feeling they're there with you. And you do that very well. Did that explain it better? Wow, yes. And uh, I thank you for the compliment. I've been a groupie of yours for years, so, you know, it's okay. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Jim Hart. Uh, I also uh, have a website, jimhartpoet.com. I have uh, two poetry books, Ramblings of One-Eyed Garbage Man and A Handful of Smoke, <clears throat> And very soon, a third one will be coming out called Just Another Friday Night in Brooklyn. And I have two uh, noir novels, Tom Collins to Go and The Aviation Cocktail, all of which can be found on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, all those downloadable kind of sites. That's amazing. All right, you guys go check him out. Be sure to check him out. I appreciate you, Jim. Thank you so much. I appreciate your allowing me to be on. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome. We'll talk to you next week. I hope so. Thank you. Bye. Mr. Hart, I absolutely love his writing. Okay, let's go ahead and grab our next reader. And that is area code seven three one seven three one. You're on the on the air. 
Jim was way too brief when he came off first. I said, I've got time to eat this granola bar. I feel like I've chewed a, <laughs> feel like I've chewed a broom and it won't go away. Oh, no. You know what's really Bring funny? Is I, <laughs> I always try to, to have some kind of quiet food to munch on because I'm, I'm on the air right through dinner time. And so, you know, I have something quiet. And so this week I thought, oh, I'm going to be really smart because I'm busy. I don't have to. I'm going to make some jello because what's quieter than jello, right? Right. And so I made jello, and so I'd have it for tonight. And I stuck it in the top shelf of the refrigerator, and it froze. So I'm sitting here with this bowl of frozen jello, trying to figure out how I'm going to eat that quietly in front of y'all. Pick it up and just kind of like calm <coughs> on the corner of it. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel. I went through the Taco Bell drive-thru. Got a big glass of tea, brought it in. The ice was melting. I put it in the freezer an hour later. Oh, gosh, where's my tea? <laughs> you have a popsicle. Did I talk long enough for you to swallow? I'm swallowing. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Mm. Hey, I posted my, my latest blog yesterday. It's the uh, Mike's April slash May 2021 domestic blog. Did you read it? I did not read it. Bah, too bad. Anyway, it goes like this. Mike's did April slash May. Huh? Did you just bat me? No. I'm, I'm going to read it to you since you had read it. <laughs> so cute. Okay, go ahead. All right. Mike's April slash May domestic blog is going to be a little early because of geese. Honestly, every direction I turn, I see or hear geese. This past weekend, Carter Todd and Trish Keenan got married at a resort near Nashville. At 3.30 a.m., I heard geese on water. Next day, I looked for them, but no such luck. Only ducks. Maybe our wedding photographer captured a shot of some geese. Patty Hustle may find a photobombing goose. When I got home, I heard several overhead. There were nine. Do you think they followed me home? I got a picture of them, but they'd gotten far away. Have you ever let a helium balloon go and kept your eye on it until something or someone distracted you, and you look back to the sky and it was gone? That happened to me when I saw this tractor. Where was I? Oh, yes, domestic stuff. Sometimes I will wash and dry laundry and collect my clothes and put them in a travel bag, even though I'm going nowhere. I just get dressed daily with something from the bag. Often, I'll act surprised, which always fools the cat. Cats are so gullible. I wonder if cats see cardboard boxes as luggage, and that is the attraction. Let's close with a question. When is the proper time to serve buns with sesame seeds as opposed to just regular buns? I honestly do not know the answer. Grilling season is upon us, and I'm thinking sesame seeds are in my plan. Oh, and about that tractor, that guy was just turning around. I wish those geese would have turned around. That's it. I love, I love, this poem talks exactly about what I talk about at the beginning of the show, about following the things that, the things that, that reach out and grab you. You know, you're at a freaking wedding. You know, and, and what do you notice? The geese. And you stop and you pay attention to the geese. You know, yeah. That's exactly, exactly what I'm talking about at the beginning of the show, to pay attention to those things. And you do that through the whole, the whole thing, just really obscure 
references that are just awesome and all strung together. That was amazing, Michael. Thank you. If you if you go to the blog, there's a picture of that guy on his tractor. It's it's real. And there's also a picture of the geese that I took in my yard. It's down in the comments. <laughs> I had to blow it up because people kept looking at the picture going, I don't see them. So I'd blow it up and go, oh, you told the truth. What a surprise. See, something around you inspired you, and you wrote to it, and there you go. It's awesome. I was definitely inspired this weekend. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to read a quick poem before I go? Please, yes. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I wish your show had been yesterday. I longed for it all day long because yesterday was Poem in Your Pocket Day, April 21st, and, uh, and five years ago in 2016, uh, I, I posted that that uh, that was that that poem in your pocket day, and it's been observed in America for years, and Canada's seeing it now. So I wrote a poem, a sign of course, for people to print out and put in their pockets. That way, if they got called on for a poem in their pocket, they'd have one. My deal was just imagine the surprise looks that you'd get at your local Starbucks when you serve them with a sign. And uh, and I thank the American, the Academy of American Poets to this day. Anyway, uh, if anybody out there is listening you want to print this off and put it in your pocket, feel free. Help yourself. It's called Poem for Your Pocket, Sonnet. The Academy of Poets, local, has generously endowed us a task. Sharing is the key tenant here, focal. And what is this task, you might ask? Tote a poem around in your pocket. If pressed to perform, here's what you do. Take it out. Be careful not to drop it. Sound it out, loud and proud, when put on cue. National poem in your pocket day. Taking America by storm, a test. If opportunity knocks, don't delay. Though average will suffice, do your best. Feel free to share my poem on this day, then turn around and calmly walk away. <laughs> I could print that out. I would be happy to read that one. Hey, I'll send it to you. I'll email it to you. Okay, that works for me. You got it. Okay. All right, so you want to tell everyone how to find you, Michael? You can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com, and Mike Todd is spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D because in my space we misspelled a lot of words. But, you know, we did all right. In my space it's sort of hot now. We're a hot topic. Not the actual site, but people that were on there. A lot of us are making a comeback. The ones of us that aren't dead. Yeah. So there. Right. I think it's I've been watching I've been watching over there. It's been awesome what you guys are doing. Yep. Well I'm not doing it. No, it's not me. No, I'm just Oh well, I know. I'm, I meant every I the community as a whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm you're a, part of that community. People. Yeah. Well I support them. I support them. <laughs> your buddy I love you, Audrey, Michael. Your buddy Audrey is a big, big deal there. Big time. She's always been a big deal. Always. Yeah. Because she's, she's Audrey Michelle. I know she's really active in it too. Very, mm-hmm. very. She's very. She's a cordial host. You can't be a cordial host, Nala. That's that's something we should all aspire to be. They're like you. 
You're cordial now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, Michael. Great. And that leads me to this. You know what time it is? That's right. I know. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Hasta la vista. Bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 615. 615, you're on the air. Ms. Nyla, this is Clarence Ferguson, Jr. How are you doing this evening? I am amazing, Clarence. How are you, honey? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you're amazing because you are. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. That, just, that made me happy. So, <laughs> good. So how has your week been? My week has been amazing. It's been very eventful, and I'm really glad that it's, like, over almost. No, it's absolutely not even close to being over. What am I saying? <sighs> yeah, I understand. Okay, back to you. Here. Back to you. <laughs> back to me. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, my to-do list flashed before my eyes and made me very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I'm just glad to be here, glad to be in a quiet place, and I've got a couple of poems for you. All right, so the first one is a prompt, and it's called The Echo of Memory. Hope you can follow what I'm doing here. I cannot relive the past with you. I cannot relive the past with you. Going down this sexual electric avenue, going down this sexual electric avenue, being traumatized by this tragedy, being traumatized by this tragedy, battered until I cannot breathe, battered until I cannot breathe. You're the past and you must stay there. You're the past and you must stay there. Memories of good times, I don't care. Memories of good times, I don't care. I've scratched and survived from your easy credit ripoffs. I've scratched and survived from your easy credit ripoffs. You're my horror movie, and this is where I get out. You're my horror movie, and this is where I get out. The funeral you put together is not for me. The funeral you put together is not for me. The pain echoes in the annals of our history. The pain echoes in the annals of our history. Our relationship became my body bag. Our relationship became my body bag. Regardless of how great the sex we had, regardless of how great the sex we had, we consistently had tension and arguments. We consistently had tension and arguments. I'd stay at the job to have a walk in peace. I'd stay at a job to have a walk in peace. I'm not for you and you're not for me. I'm not for you. You're not for me. It's over, and the insanity stops right here. It's over, and the insanity stops right here. And peace. Okay. I know what I saw in my brain, where that took me, and what it made me think. And I will tell you that first you have to tell me your reasons why I know how horribly wrong I am, because I know I'm wrong. Go ahead. no, because mine's so dumb. <laughs> I don't want someone to hear the profound thing before I put my perverseness in their head. <laughs> no, that's fine. It helps the poetry. 
Fine. So what I was thinking is, you, you know, you said, I hope you understand what I'm doing here. And so I was trying to listen. And, of course, you were playing on the echo of the title, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing is a man and a woman standing face to face, like like so close their noses are almost touching and but they're not and they're they're talk they're saying that back and forth to each other. They were it's like a toxic relationship. And they were both toxic to I mean no one was default. They were both just toxic to each other. A bad relationship. And even before you got to the part where you said the sex was great, it made me think about that guy or that girl who always comes back. And you know they're a flipping train wreck, and you're standing there saying, you know, you're you were you were a body bag to me, and meaning it because it was horrible. But the end of the poem, you know exactly where they went. Yeah. Because a moth to flame. That that was the image was that, that that intense moment when you're standing there face to face with death and you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so now tell me where you were at it when you wrote it. Um, where I was was just reliving past memories, and it wasn't a male-female back and forth, although that's a great idea. It was a man telling the woman, and the way he was telling her, it kept echoing, and it kept echoing. See, yours is much better than mine. But that's one of the things I absolutely love about art, any kind of art, is it's always open to... You know, it, the the interpretation. Once you write it, you're done. That's your job's done. And the interpretation of it is always left to the person because nobody's ever going to see things the same way. You know, I think it would be really right. cool to have to sit down and have 20 people read something yours and come back and tell you what it made them think of, because every one of them is going to have something different. Yeah, but like this prompt that you gave, the echoes of memory, mm-hmm. it just made me go there. It just made me echo every line. Somebody said it was like lyrical. It was like a song. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even meant to be like that, but I guess the songwriter in me still does that. It does, yeah. It could definitely be. And, you know, and of course, going back to, I keep going back to my scenario because that's all I see. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine a male and a female singing it back and forth to each other. And then, you know, the, the very end. Everything's an echo until the very last one, and there's no line. There's just the sound of a door shutting. Yes. That's a very great re-wrote, idea. I rewrote, the whole, I rewrote your whole poem, so just, you know, I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm like, wow, that makes me have ideas for other stuff. Thank you. You know, that's kind of what I'm talking about when it's like pick apart a prompt. You know, how many yeah. different meanings can a prompt have? How many different things could you write to it? How many different ways can you perceive, perceive it? You know, so when you sit down to write something, you think about all the different, you know, it's kind of like having someone interpret your poem into something, but yeah. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, are you going to read two of them? Yes, this is my second one coming to you. And it's another prompt again, and it's called, Are You Sleeping? Are You Sleeping? So many people say they're woke, but could it be the pixels-inducing propaganda mind control? Are you sleeping? Do you suffer from insomnia, from the martial law outside your window and all the violence caused by politics and race? Are you sleeping? D 
deep like you've become a scuba diver from agendas, religious and sexual, during this apocalypse that's been a pack of lies? Are you sleeping in poppy fields high off opioid pills, prescription drugs and injected medicine that render you a guinea pig on Twitch? Are you sleeping through all of your rapid eye movements of preachers who despise the truth that they'll put you in psychiatric units? Are you sleeping? What are you willing to believe? Every cop shooting shown over the many not shown on TV? Are you sleeping from surfing the channels, letting them all make you a zombie, leaving you all brain damaged? Are you sleeping? Standing under their elitist monopolies, wanting to copycat monarchies, just to be in line with the following colonies? Are you sleeping? Did you put your faith in your college degrees, only to find no job while the government keeps robbing you? Are you sleeping, believing all lives matter? Haven't you noticed lately all the blood splattered on the campus during the campaign? Are you sleeping? If not, you better recognize. This call is being recorded for quality and safety, and your identity is in the record files. <laughs> and you say you're still woke. In peace. Wow. That was intense. Absolutely intense. You know, I was, gonna, I was trying to write down, you were reading, and there was a line in there, uh, a couple lines in there where you were talking about the apocalypse. Do you know where that is in that piece? Can you find that for me real quick? Yes. Yes, I can. There was and like four lines. You, tar- you start about the apocalypse, and you go down through the, the pill part of it. Can you read that those sections for me? And you guys, while he's reading it, I want you to pay attention to the way that instead of using rhyming, rhyming words throughout this, it's using sound rhyme. And in this case, it's the, the, the P sound. So listen as he's reading this part to how that is used to make it sound like there's a rhyming uh, melodic quality to it. You're really good at doing that, so I wanted to point that out, how, you know, what I was listening to there. Okay, thank you. Okay, it goes like this. Are you sleeping? Deep like you've become a scuba diver from agendas, religious, and sexual during this apocalypse that's been a pack of lies. Are you sleeping in poppy fields high up opioid pills, prescription drugs and injected medicine that render you a guinea pig on Twitch. So if you guys now, did you, you guys notice that when he was reading it, the the way the the sound, you know, not an end word rhyme or or that, but the way that just pulled them all together. I thought that was awesome. I always tell that you're amazing, you. but you know, I love the way that you write, the structure you write in, you know, the the flow of your writing as well. So I wanted to to point that out. Now that line, do you know how I got that the the pack of lies from? Mm-mm. I got it from Phil Collins in the air tonight because he sounds like he's saying a pack of lies. He's saying a pack of lies. A pack of lies, so, yeah. Apocalypse. Well, a pack of lies. I love that. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love that song. Now it's going to be in my head the whole show, you guys. I'm just going to be all mellow and zen and. Here and Phil, and yep. And then you're going to get <laughs> right, hyper, and you're going to get hyper when the drums come in. I know. 
I do that too. Oh, I know, right? Start Tell me that fast. you've not driven down the road listening to that full blast when the drums come on. You haven't done the on your yes, wheel. Yes, I was crocking in tubs. We've yes, I did. I drove done that. Or, do, or done the air sticks, you know? Let go of the wheel and done have. air sticks. Yes, yes we I have. have. We have all done that. That is the best. It's kind of like the guitar rift in, um, oh, what's that song? Gosh darn it, I can't think of it. Bangkok, uh, hey, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. One night in Bangkok. Oh, one night in Bangkok. There's a guitar Marie rift had. in there that's just yes. freaking amazing. Yes. Okay. Clarence, tell everyone how to find you. You can find me at facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Or you can find me in the Facebook group called C Double. It's like you're seeing double. The number 34. Music and friends. Perfect. All right, and we will see you next week, my dear. Yes, you will. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> All righty, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. All righty, our next caller comes from seven four zero seven four zero. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Sean Tucker. Hey, Sean. How are you, dear? I'm doing good. Um, actually, I was happy to let you know I'm doing a lot better. I wasn't really myself there for a few weeks, but I was calling in anyway because it felt good. And but uh, I'm I'm much more back to myself. So. Hey, you know what? You can come here whenever you want, whether you're you're off, on, upside down, inside out, backwards. We don't want you yeah, just on your pretty days. We're not going to peel you apart like an orange and only keep the sweet stuff. <laughs> you're having them well, off days. You get over here because we're family, and that's this is where you belong. Okay, I'm done. Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. Um, it's been nice. I have two pieces for you, and uh, they're two, I guess you'd say, polar opposite of each other as far as where I went with them. But... Um, I think I'll pick this one first. Are you ready for the first one? I am. This one is titled, A Mouse in the House of a Thousand Lies. The creature crawls, listening. People fall into the melancholy of their own lives as his thoughts absorb the lies evermore. All the arguments, relationships dying, loved ones crying, as his thoughts absorb the lies evermore. Undying sacraments underlying the notion of so much bad intent, as the stubborn minds of so many lives, making no attempt at mending their love back together, as his thoughts absorb the lies evermore. Mirrors shattered and pictures torn. Things that are lost but never reborn. Never a good reason why. Never seem to be a good time to revive everything they want to add. As his thoughts absorb the lies evermore. The creature creeps, trying to escape. What has fallen on innocent ears. So many tears he has witnessed in vain. As he breaks away into the rain. As his thoughts absorb the lies never more. That was emotional and dark and intense. That was incredible. 
Cool, cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this second piece is quite different. It's kind of similar to another one. Uh, a lot of them I've done recently where I'm kind of fighting to, I don't know, you know, venting on paper, kind of fighting to feel better. So this one is titled The Words I Never Wrote. I'm not cocky. I'm happy. Life was rocky, but it taught me to smile rapidly at all the blasphemy. And I will grin from ear to ear. Counting the days since my last year, it must have been over a year ago. And from my head to my toes, my confidence increasingly grows. My heart, blood, ink, as a pen would always show, what only God was supposed to know. But I wrote, and I wrote. The power of the pen found the words in my mouth was afraid to show. But every now and then, my mind couldn't help it as my heart would explode. So I put down that pen and stopped taking notes. I realized how to make the most of my highs and my lows. But something was still missing. It was these words I never wrote, so I wrote. I'm not cocky, I'm happy. I look back at my adversity and smile at the past gladly. Don't let my new path leave you mad at me. I can't help it. I just have to be. Something far from cocky and closer to happy. This isn't bragging. I'm just practicing. This new part of me that is so very glad to be happy. End of poem. Wow. That was an emotional roller coaster as well. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, those were those were fun ones to read. That first one, I've actually never read that out loud until I practiced it tonight. And I was like, this needs to be read. Rather than just, you know, being read on paper, it was a fun one to read out loud. It made it way different. Isn't it fun when you do that? And you, and you you when you give it a voice, it's like bringing it to life. And it, it will tell yeah. you what it is. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It, and not only is it fun for me, but I feel like it can be understood better when you you, you have emotion and you can, um, you know, draw for, I don't know, how to say what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so if, anyone, um, if anyone wants to find me, you can... Find me on Facebook. It's at Sean Tucker Poetry. And also I have a website. It's SeanTuckerPoetry.wordpress.com. And I, I think that's about it for me. Perfect. All right, sweetie, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, you will. I'll talk to you soon. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, our next caller comes from, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have 219 followed by 702 and then 256. So you kind of have a heads up on where you are in the lineup. So let's go ahead and grab 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is Brother Omar from East Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Doing good. What do you have for us tonight, hon? 
Listen, this poem is called What You See from Brother Owens Exactly What You Get From Him On and Off the Poetry Stage. It's dedication, strong work ethic, desire, passion, determination, consistency, and productivity. What you see from Brother Owens Exactly What You Get. On the poetry stage, I'm all about business and focus on the task at hand. While on this goal, the transformation of Brother Oda's ever medical professor of poetry, the audience focuses their full attention on me as I command their respect by appointing now to my presence in the building. Now, I'm a poet who encourages and inspires the people. I'm a poet who always educates and raises awareness of the real issues facing our facing in our society. And a porter shares his own unique perspectives on love and relationships. See, if you see from brother, that's exactly what you get. I don't claim to be the coldest or the dopest with the bars. I'm not the writing poet, more like the sensual romantic poet. I'm not an expert of wordplay nor a true wordsmith. I'm not naturally gifted with a loud and dynamic voice or a pegable delivery. Nor do I express how I would display those emotions while on stage with the Stephen Brothers, what you get. I'm the poetic professor teaching valuable life lessons. I'm a naturally gifted storyteller with the unique ability to translate my life experiences into poetic masterpieces. I'm a poetic preacher who gives you a true word of God minus the church theatrics. A brother who is not afraid to express his views and opinions. I'm an educated call to awaken the minds of other people. And this example of training my eventual replaces to continue what I have started in this poetry game for what you see, brother, exactly what you get. Off the poetry stage, I'm a very pleasant, down to earth brother you can have intelligent conversations with about a wide range of subjects. A brother was a role player on your team, family, and organization. And a brother you could just hang out and chill with. But what you see from brother O is exactly what you get. I'm a quiet, mild, mentally reserved brother in real life. Funny, clever, compassionate, loving among my greatest qualities. I'm very observant and paying close attention to every detail because I'm a professional by nature. I have special abilities to adapt to any situation like a coyote. And I'm very comfortable around complete strangers. I'm a brother with an even kill personality who starts to distract and defeats his incredible focus daily. Honesty, character, integrity, truth. I'm a straight shooter who pulls no punches to give you words of correction and addition, timely advice, and gems of wisdom. And what you see from brother is exactly what you get. I'm a brother who is a faithful, dedicated servant with a big heart. My brothers and sisters are less fortunate than me. A natural-born introvert with the compassion, love, and accept people who are not ashamed to be different than everybody else in the crowd. I'm a brother who loves people who God created them to be as unique human beings. A brother who does not worry about insignificant problems and issues. And a brother who always puts life in perspective for what you see from brother is exactly what you get. I have no need for frills or fanfare, 
no applause or praise, for all the glory belongs to God. See, I'm a very sensible, practical brother in real life. I don't have the need for an entourage, but I have many admirers, fans, and associates. Yet, I have a very small circle of true loyal friends and family. But what you see from Brother O is exactly what you get get from him on and off the poetry stage and poem. You gotta love a man who knows who he is, right? Right. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem at all. Are you gonna read two tonight? No, I'm just gonna read just that one. Okay, well, you can't blame me for asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, Brother O. Uh, I can be found on, on Facebook under the name of my, my Brother O. Gavin. I uh, have uh, have some events coming up. I'm a host of a radio show called Voices Down the Pen every Monday night, so if you would like more information on that, on that, connect with me on Facebook, and I'll gladly answer your, answer your questions and inquiries. And as always, thank you for your support every week. <laughs> thank you for being here, honey. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, take care. You too. All right, I want to area code 765 and 8, or excuse me, 765 and six. Seven eight. Know that you are not in the lineup. If you're here just listening, I appreciate you being here. If you would like to come on the air, press one. That will let me know that you uh, want me to unmute you. So, either way, and uh, you know, if you're hanging out and listening and you change your mind, you want to come on the air, just press one at any time, and it'll put you in the lineup for me. Again, that is seven six five and six seven eight. Press one if you would like to come on the air. All right, our next caller is area code 702, and I'm going to unmute him momentarily, but he made me promise that I wouldn't gush all over him, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to embarrass him, but I do want to let you know how important this person is to me because there would be no Speakeasy Cafe at all. We would not be here right now were it not for this man. And you all have told me, especially on the anniversary shows, you've all heard me tell the story about posting a uh, bulletin on MySpace talking about, you know, I was off work for a day and everybody else was working. I was bored, so I wrote a story about everything that we would do if all of my friends were hanging out together on a day off and, you know, going to the, the cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe, and grabbing coffee, meeting up there, and then taking off and, you know, all the stops we made along the day and the, going to the art museum and getting in trouble with the guards because of gummy bears. And it was just great. And we ended up the day going back to the Speakeasy Cafe and dropping off Molly, the waitress we stole to go with us because she was just awesome and redheaded and Irish and we loved her. And then I wrote that and I mean it was just it was just it was just a silly it was just a, a silly bulletin, you know, and then Jimmy comes up and he says, You gotta keep this going. You can't let this end. This was just too fun or something along those lines. And par- paraphrasing because it was a long time ago. And so then we started a writing group, and then we started the radio show, and it all kind of just ballooned from there. So had he not said that to me, 
none of the snowball effect would have happened. None of us would be here right now. So I love this man dearly, not just for that reason, but a thousand others. Um, and I'm really glad to bring him on the show with me. It's been a while since we've been able to talk. So 702, are you with me? I'm with you, Nyla. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing absolutely uh, wonderful. <laughs> Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. Uh, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. I'm excited yeah, I, that you're I, here. I, me too. I, I, I love you brought, that you brought that story up. Okay, and you, you really almost got me choking up here because it really is like it's almost like yesterday, but it's been a long time. And do you remember uh, doing that? Do you remember the story? I, I do remember it. I remember Molly. Uh, I, I, it was just so. Uh, I think it was so vivid, is what it was. It felt real. And that's kind of what we do, I think, with our words a lot of times, what we try to do. And, and it was, uh, it needed to, to, in some form or fashion, it needed to just keep going. If you had not, seriously, if you had not have made that comment, none of this would have happened. None of it. You know, it, it's changed my, I know it's changed, you know, means a lot to a lot of people, but it changed my life so profoundly. You know, 14 years later, I'm still here doing this because of you, because you started me on this path. You know, and it's it's touched every part of my life. So, you know, I just love you. I appreciate you. So I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad I, I get to show you with the world for a few minutes. Absolutely. And it's uh, definitely a long time coming. And, you know, real quick, it, it, it kind of reminds me um, – it's it's really a lot of what you do, I think, with your prompts and, and such. Uh, it goes goes to show, and I think people can learn that uh, you can really achieve and attain something really, really large and meaningful from something very small and just thrown out there. And I think, I mean, a prompt starts starts as a prompt. It's nothing more. It could mean nothing to somebody, but to somebody else, it can blossom into something really special. So I think that's uh, uh, kind of uh, just another example of what we did way back then. Mhm. It is. It is. So I'm excited. What do you? What did you pick out to share with us tonight? Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'm. Uh, I, I did write. I got back into writing. Of course, I was gone for a long time, and, and gone not just from your show, but from writing pretty much anything. Uh, and it's a lot of writers, poets, will, will can can relate. It, it happens. And um, mm-hmm. uh, but I got but the pandemic kind of kickstarted it for me. Uh, if there's a silver lining, that would be it. And uh, I got really inspired in, in, in places that that I really hadn't been for some time. And uh, uh, so I wrote some pieces, some uh, very uh, topical, uh, you know, really touching on a lot of the, the chaos and a lot of the events of last year leading into this year of course and um but i uh, for my first time back and i and as, as promised as i told you when i did decide to come back to radio to come back to doing a live uh, performance it would be here on your show and uh and i held 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 to that and uh but for tonight i'm gonna i, I picked out a couple of uh, we'll call them word machinist classics now when i say that Classics, I just mean old. <laughs> okay, they're just old. <laughs> the so classics sound so, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, so I, I, we're going to do, uh, I'm going to start out with Holding On, just outside Ashburg, Illinois. 
You're disrobed in a hyacinth morning amid the blossoms in the meadow. Head shake in the bronze velvet of your hair was dazzling in the early morning sun. I watched, unhindered from the Thompson's barn, eyes never wavering from your splendor. You flickered with the breeze as you danced the dance of angels. Hypnotized by your haunting beauty, I stumbled and fumbled with the latch as you looked into my eyes with shimmering orb pools, the blue of the tides, and I ran reckless down a dirty gravel road, kicking rocks in my wake. Too many mornings in the last year I found myself here in a dilapidated barn, like a forgotten rusty pitchfork or a prolific peeping tom, but that's not my game. Nor does it begin to explain my lasciviousness, which borders on fanaticism. The fruit trees frame the day like a destry photograph, unpurged by shadows and lines, antiquities of another time and the rhyme that flows from my lips, ancient and sublime. A capturing of moments until, like you, they are gone. I ride a freight to Ashburn, for it seems a sacrilege to drive, and the countryside rolls out before me, lucid in its timelessness, buffered on the winds of unchanged. Strange how the hills seem to bask in the everglow of the glory of the story of life, stoic and quiet as though watching. I tip the felt brim of my hat as Ashburg greets the train. Making my way through the sleepy village, I hurry as I am late. Sprinting the length of gravel, I slip into the opening of the barn, wending my way to the window and gazing out at the visage of your nakedness right before you disappear. Seems I just missed your ghost, so I trudge a forgotten path to your grave, simply to say, I'm sorry. Wow. That is, that is, you know, out of all the poets I know, bar none, you are, you write from this place that I, I don't understand. I don't comprehend how you can find these stories inside of you. These, these pro, the prose that you write, the stories that you come up with, the scenarios, the characters, the, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to punch this guy and I want to hug this guy. You know, and I yeah, feel sorry I, for him and just. It's, it, it's interesting. That, I mean, you brought up. You mentioned prose, and and I've and me and you have talked many times, and, and I've I love to tell stories uh, through poetry, and I, and I think the two can mix. I think they can intermingle, and I think rhyming and non-rhyming can mix, and I think there was an example of that uh, in there. Um, uh, but I think it's uh, a lot of what what you are constantly uh, uh, the mantra of of getting out there and experiencing life and experiencing things. Uh, I think that's a huge part of it. But I think that uh, for me anyway, I think it's always been a mixture. This big amalgam of of uh, experiences and 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 and, and things I've read and, and watched on TV and 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 you know just this crazy imagination. My mind never turns off. I mean, I literally it's it's constantly going. And to be able to corral all that, I used to be able to do that really good. My writing now is uh, in the last year has it, it the style. Uh, uh, and how I do it is, is, has changed. And I'm okay with that. I'm older. I might as well slow it's down. It's supposed to change. Um, 
Yeah, and and it's, otherwise we couldn't uh, you know, go back and say this is some of his earlier works. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the things I wanted to point out too is, that, and I think that you know we have to remember as poets that it's okay to use uh, to truly use poetic license. I, I mean, uh, in this particular poem, uh, the title alone, "Holding On," just outside of Ashburg, Illinois. There is no Ashburg. I made I, I just made it up. It sounded good. It sounded right, and it stuck. Um, and then there's a line in there about the fruit tree. The fruit trees frame the day like a destry photograph. Well, destry is everybody knows is Thomas Destry, the photographer. And actually, that's not true because I made him up as well. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because because you're because the feeling or the idea anyways the feeling that you get or, or or what you experience when reading or in this case hearing the poem is what's most important. You know the pieces that make it up make that, but they can be it's made setting up the stage from for bits your, of everything. It sets the stage for what you want to say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, now we're going to take it back. This this uh, one more, and this one's a little shorter. Now I apologize for the length on these. I want to get these other poets on because you've got. I'm honest. I got to take a quick segue to that and say that there's just some amazing uh, talent here, and, and and my hats off to all of you. And that you come on every week and you bury your your, your hearts and your souls in many cases uh, through your words. It's a, it's not an easy thing. It's a very brave uh, thing for everybody. It, it, it's it's easy in a sense, but it's still you're you're revealing that part of yourself. And, and my hat's definitely off to you uh, for that. Um, this is uh, this piece, cracked oak cello, was the first piece I ever recorded. I don't have the recording. I lost it like, somewhere, but I don't know. Um, but it has significance in, uh, and Nyla, me and you talked about it when I first heard people doing the blog talk radio. Before I ever called in, I was I was struck by one thought. You know, I want to do this, but I I believe that this next level of the writing, changing it to a spoken word piece, it is a different piece in a, in a sense, and it, and you have to have passion with that. You have to bring try to bring out exactly what you meant when you wrote it through your mm-hmm. uh, through your word through your verbal uh, exactly. communication with it you're performing it so this is yeah absolutely it is a and it is a performing art absolutely okay so uh, <clears throat> cracked oak cello you play that cracked oak cello and the urchin boys all swoon the fishmongers on carp street have all gone home by noon the lamppost bulbs are blazing the sky is now on fire, so let me wrap you in my arms tonight. The watchman's eyes are heavy with a sleep he hasn't had, and I can't think of being anything but bad. The junk man's choir mumbles as they slur a lullaby, so let me wrap you in my arms tonight. The liquor store on Hensley is booming for the night. Spirits and libations put up a drunken fight. The carnival's in town, and I hear the sideshow screams. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. It's raining dollar bill confetti, and the bouncers stand sentinel to guard against the miscreants, their biceps flex to go. But Jerry is a good friend, and he's bound to let us in. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. Somewhere in a dark place, The children cry in pain. The heavens have come crashing down. The king has gone insane. You drop your cracked oak cello 
and run to me inside the dark. So let me wrap you in my arms tonight. Yes, let me wrap you in my arms tonight. And boom. That's probably absolutely one of my favorite titles to a poem I've ever heard. That I absolutely cool? love. I just, it is. I, you know, if I ever open up a, a, a like a real coffee shop or something like that, in a wine bar, I mean, yeah, we're going to do that someday, and that's going to be the name of it. <laughs> that's, that's too cool. I, I, you know what? I love the cello. Uh, it's just, a, it's just a mysterious, cool, big instrument mm-hmm. that produces these beautiful, strange but beautiful sound. I've always loved the cello. My son Connor actually played it in high school, so that was kind of cool. Um, but way before that, when I came up with this uh, poem, I, I just, you know, titles come to me in a weird way, and and I thought, and, and a cello was first, and then immediately I thought, I don't know where cracked oak came from, but I thought, you know, I don't think there's ever been a cello made of oak much less cracked oak and how cool is that Let, let's do it and it's just uh, <laughs> uh just having fun with words it's what we do right Mhm. yeah and so i'm so you know i i you did fantastic tonight as i said i'm so glad there's you know you've you did take a break for a while and we all have to that you know life calls us and we have to do life shit and that sucks but we can never run away from who we really are and, you know, so there's people tonight, here tonight that have known you for years, and there's people tonight that have never heard you read before. And I'm really excited to be able to share you with those people because you really are a phenomenal performer. You are a phenomenal spoken word artist. And, you know, I, I use the word artist very seriously. You know that. I know. The way that you – I always tell people that you, when you perform a piece – you need to, because this is the exact advice that was given to me the first time I ever went on stage. You know, you have to read a piece with the same emotion that you wrote it. You know, and your voice has, you have to let your poem have its own voice, and you really do that. You know, you have so many different, there's so many different yous inside every poem that you've written. You know, you'll perform one, and your performance is never the same. You know, we can't pigeonhole you and say, well, you know, he does, you know, all sing-songy poems. No. You, know, you, you, give, you, give a, you give the characters, the poem's character a voice in the poem's voice. You know what I'm trying to say, right? I told you I, that I, I don't do. always do it pretty, but I always do I, it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I love performing the poems and, and like you, because when you when someone reads a, a written piece of work, uh, your inner voice while you're reading it, you can get the you can maybe get what, what was being put forth and you can see the beauty of the words. But if you're going to read something for somebody, it's like watching a movie instead of reading a book. You are now taking that poem, you are voicing it, so you have to express it with your voice the way that you intended it. And 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 it could be uh, raucous, it could be. Uh, smooth. It could be uh, very emotional, and I've done all of those, and, and depending on the piece. So, absolutely, it's, it's, it definitely the emotion has to come through. Well, you do a fantastic job of that. You know, it'd be kind of fun, maybe sometimes, to do a workshop where we talk about how to do that. 
I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it with you anytime. And, and, yeah. you know, we could, I, mean, I honestly, Nyla, I could talk to you on air or off, but, uh, for hours. I mean, we just, we, we, we really connect. And, uh, so, mm-hmm. but anytime you need a co-host or you want to do a workshop, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm all yours. <laughs> Missy may have something to say about that. Well, <laughs> we may be put on a time I, you limit. Know. You know, I do get two-hour Nyla allowance this week, and that's it, <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> Bubba, you remember? You know, I really, um, yeah, I miss I miss Missy reading too. You know, she's listening to you in the chat room right now. But I have to say that you know she is a really good writer, all in her own. You know, in her own right, she is is a. Uh, I would love to. I would love to hear her come on and and play sometime. Yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's awesome. I love her. I, I love her to death. And I just tell her right now, um, you know, and tell everybody, Missy, or Mrs. Word Machinist, as she has been known as, uh, honestly, is my everything. And and I. It, you know, like, what you were talking about with the show. With me, it's with life. I, I couldn't do any of this. Uh, uh, you know, raise these kids, get through the uh, difficulties that, that they've had, and 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 just all of this, and including the poetry and the shows we used to do, it was all her. She's the, she's the rock. She's the strength, and and I just love her pieces. And I always will. And you show that. You know, that's one thing about you guys as a family unit. You know, you are very a very trans. Your relationship is very transparent. How much you guys love your children, what your children mean to you. You know, what n- no one could ever doubt what Missy means to you, or what you mean to her, or what your relationships like, or that the whole foundation. I mean, your your foundation is tangible. You know, and that, to me, that's really admirable. So it really tells. I mean, you're an actual, true, genuine. You know, what you see, what you get kind of person. I think you guys are a great example of, you know, again, not always doing it pretty, but always doing it and never letting go and always being the light for the other. I mean, you guys are awesome. That didn't have anything to do with poetry. It just has to do with how much I love you guys. (laughs) And we love you too, Nyla. Listen, I'm going to let you get on with it. I know there's some poets waiting. Uh, thank you uh, for the opportunity, as always. And Do I, you want to tell everyone want, how to find you, Jimmy? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, not too many places right now, um, but we're working on some things, and, and I'll keep you updated on that. Um, Facebook, I'm, I'm just posting a lot of poems on Facebook right now, Jimmy Ray Davis on Facebook. And if you want to hear my recorded works, including uh, Holding On, just outside Ashburg, uh, with sound effects and music, with most of the pieces I have on there. That's at ReverbNation.com slash Word Machinist. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for coming tonight. It meant the world to me. It was great to have you on, and we will talk to you again soon. Absolutely, Nada. Take care, and thank you. I mean, I just want to directly thank you for keeping this going and for all you do. It, it, it really means a lot to a lot of people. You're so welcome. All right, love you, Don. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you are on the air. Two five six, are you with me? Two five six. Two five six, it is your turn, and you are unmuted. And I'm just going to sing to you till you. But I won't do that to you guys. We're going to remute two five six, 
and we will check and see if we can get, maybe they muted their phone or something because I can't hear them. We're going to go ahead and grab Mama at 216, and then we will check with 256 when we are done here. Mama, are you with me? Yes, I am. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? I am enjoying the program. You should have let the last caller stay on there with you. What's that? You should have let the last caller stay on with you. He offered to co-host, and he didn't even take advantage of it. Did he? Did he say that? Yes. No, because I asked. I actually asked him to co-host with me tonight, and he said no. No, he, I don't know about tonight, but he offered. He said, "Anytime you need me to co-host or do a workshop, I'm yours." And then you said, "Oh no, you can't be on. You can't be on mine because your wife will. You'll get us in trouble." Well, mommy, you know how I am. Squirrels, you know they <laughs> fuck me up all the time. Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually talked to him earlier tonight in email about, you know, maybe yeah. coming on and co-hosting with me or something one night. Because um, he's amazing. I mean, he's done his own show. He's just incredible. And, and people I really enjoy him. I want him to stay on so he could uh, listen oh, to my so, phone. Shut up, Nyla. Let me talk to Jimmy. <laughs> Fine. I listen to you all the time, Nyla. Yammer, yammer, yammer. I don't want to like, get something important on. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, it's not that. It's just that he was really good, and I thought maybe I'd get yes. a professional uh, critique, you know, if somebody would <laughs> give me some, some esteem and, you know, like some value, you know. Okay, so, so let's get your <laughs> – I love you, Mama. Okay, here we I'll go. try to be more professional. This is called I Know Where God Is At. And he said we could take poetic license, so I took poetic license to put that put that at behind a preposition. So the name of the piece is me taking poetic license, putting at behind a preposition, and it goes like this. I know where God is at. I face what most be ducking. I escape what most be stuck in. I roar while they be clucking. I stand, no crawling, marching forward, no stalling. Speaking of it, teaching, no preaching. I grab it, no reaching. Serving it raw, no preservative. Ain't giving Caesar nothing at all. All the glory goes to the all. God is my staff and my rod. He is my pillar and my rock. He removes obstacles that block, keeps my mind open, and my vulnerable part blocked. He opens my heart when needed. He keeps me protected under lock. What I lack, he's got my back. For me, he's always up to bat. I'm standing on his foundation. I see premonitions with my Internal eye. Sometimes I sit and cry. Yet, I face the future with bravery. I carry the DNA of slavery from which he did deliver me. I have a built-in sensory to repel the unsavory. Thick with wit, I'm never dense. Always thankful for my God-given sense. 
No boasting, just facts behind this English preposition. I know where my God is at. In peace. That was awesome. I said awesome because you're telling me that's all I ever say, and I'm not a professional like Jimmy. <laughs> no, that's why. I'm going to that's you why you get it. That was awesome. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to get it. <laughs> I'm such a little shit, huh? But I'm your I little shit. You're my mama. You made me. I, I love you, but still, we got to, We want Jimmy on there. Tell Jimmy to come and tell me about that poem. <laughs> I am literally in chat. I just was trying to get him to come back on to talk to you, but um, I don't have him on the line anymore, so I can't do that. But he had the nerve to leave the leave the program. No, they're still listening. That. They're still listening in the chat room. Okay. All right. Let me do my second piece and get out the way. I'm totally. Okay. Um, um, yeah, this one. This one is a is a is a porno piece. But you're not going to really hear the point in it until you can use your imagination. Okay, okay. wait a minute. Let me get. Let me get in that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. I'm just sliding back in my chair. It's not that. Putting my feet up. Taking a sip of wine. Kind. All right, go. No, it's, it's only going to make you think. It's not going to make you get in the mood. It's kind of like a humorous piece. Okay, the name of the piece. I is laugh during bigger. sex. <laughs> the name of the piece is called "Bigger Is Not Better." <laughs> Okay, here it goes. May not be a lot of friction with his diction, but that other tool got everybody fooled. It's not a myth, it's just fiction. She's got a big smile for a reason. He can kill two birds with that one shot from his gun. Big smile, no predicament. Depending on perspective, and if the outcome is pleasing, ain't nobody leaving. Sure, there are other variables. All options are not wearable. May not be a lot of chatter in the matter, but talk is cheap. When the willow weeps, secrets leak. Hush, don't talk too much. Monetary thrills. Big smiles on faces brings more trills, most cases. In fact, there's more than one way to skin that cat or skin that cat back. Come here, kitty, kitty. And that's that piece. <laughs> Come here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Loved it. I love your whole play on words, the whole thing. Tongue in cheek, awesome. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, that's it for you. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. I love the back and forth of that one she just read. That was great. That was from Missy. That was the professional Jimmy's wife. Thank you. Jimmy's wife. Thank you. I'm so happy. I'm Nyla's I'm Nyla, I'm Nyla's mommy, her portrait mommy. And I've been getting on her for years. 
Because she, she always says, she goes into detail about everybody else's form and makes a big deal of everything everybody else does. And when I come on, she tells me, Mama, that was awesome. That That is, I do that a lot, but I do that a lot with everybody. She even told me one no, time I was no, not allowed no. to say the word awesome anymore. Remember that? It's like, yeah, I sat there, I seriously, I made a list of all the adjectives I could use instead of awesome. I had it on a notebook beside my computer. And so when I would sit there and say, and someone would be done reading, I'd look through there real quick and find an adjective that I could use besides awesome. I seriously swear to you I did that, Mama. Uh, you, you just swapped it out with phenomenal. <laughs> I've been, been using it. brilliant. I've been use, starting to use brilliant because I'm trying to learn, learn how to speak UK. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, speaking of UK, they had a Zoom show the other day, and all the people from, um, when are we going to do our Zoom show? Because all the poets from uh, UK were on there. They did the the, uh, summer, uh, what was it, Uh, spring, the spring, um, the season changed, the spring coming in, and all the... uh, Poets came on and did their spring and new new beginning poems and all that. It was really, it was really awesome. <laughs> but we need to Let's, do one night. Okay. Let's, Let's figure it one. out. Let's yeah, figure it out. I'll do, do it. I'll do it. We can do it together. Yeah, we can do it together, but also we can get Jim and the rest of the crew that, um, you know, the rest of the really, you know, Older poets that you've had on that have been friends with for a long time. Let's get some of the older ones with books and stuff and do that. Let's do it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yes, it would be very phenomenal and brilliant. Right. <laughs> and we'd have something to remember ourselves by. This is true. And, very good know. idea. We'll talk about that after the show, okay, Mama? Well, okay. You sure can. Yes, ma'am, we can. Tell everyone how they can come and give you lots of loves. Anyway, this is the only place I get lots of love. Nobody really likes me. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to eat some worms. Dick, that's a long story. I'm going to eat some worms. I obviously don't know the words. I was going to sing with you. If nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some worms. Big, fat, fuzzy worms, fat, fuzzy, furry worms, I'm going to eat some worms. Yeah. I said, uh, I don't remember how you know I said it. It doesn't matter because you know the poets are waiting in line behind me. What's that? Okay. I said, oh, you don't know the second verse? I don't know. I probably don't know the song at all. I'm going to have to Google it now because the okay. way you sing it is not the way I sing it, so I think I made up words. Okay. That's all right. Anyway, Long, slim, I know slimy love, ones, I know short, love, short, fat, juicy ones. That's what I say. Okay, well, anyway, I know people love me over here. That's why I come over here and act up. So and we all love you. Thank you. All right, Mama. And tell, tell everybody I said hello. And uh, why don't you come over sometimes and say hi to Noreen on Sunday? Usually, I'm not home. Okay. But I always come in to okay. see. I'm, I always get there right at the very end, and oh, I read okay. through the chat and I listen. Yep. All right, then. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, Mama. All right, I'm going to go ahead and check. It looks like we got Stanley up here. So, Stanley, if you are muted, unmute yourself. 256, are you there? Stan? Stan. 
Stanley. Stanley, Philip, are you with me? All right, we'll come back and check with him. I will send him a message on Facebook and tell him to get to his phone. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Ms. Nyla, how are you? Hello, Agent 419, I'm awesome. <laughs> that's good, that's good. It's good to hear. Um, yeah, I'm Agent 419, Shelly Gambino. <laughs> I know in the beginning of the show you always say, tell everybody who you are. You know what, Nyla, but some days I don't even know where I, what I, who I am. <laughs> I know. I wrote a poem one time that said, Something about, you know, I wonder what type of creature I will be when I wake up and will I like her, something like that. Right. <laughs> oh. I got, I, I don't know, are you still at one or are you at two or what are you at right now? What's that? With the are you at one or two with the poem? Hi, Gunner. With the poem. One or two with what? Uh, with the poems. Are we reading one or two? I didn't know. Oh, oh, two normal ones. Okay. They're normal. <laughs> are, you, are you speaking English? I don't know that code. <laughs> I'm never normal. Thus ends 419, agent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I have one that's called Just One More Time. It's called Just One More Time. Yesterday, I had a glimpse of you. Quick you were there, just as quick you vanished too. The fleeting image of you, it felt so good, just like the old times. The things that you did and the mere predictability of your weight, your antics, instilled in my brain. It was as if you were there, really, really were there. My imagination running wild, turning into my own warped reality, or what my true envision should be, had you not gone away. I saw you there, sitting just as you would be, where you used to be, what would have been right next to me where vividly I am left only to imagine what used to be and still wanting to hold on to the love that you have shown me, which now only exists in my dreams, wanting so much to make them my reality. Only this time I was wide awake and you were really there. A widow's heart will always grieve as she continues to look for a reprieve to what lies in abandoned sight but never out of her heart or mind. For it is there where she can close her eyes to envision if only left to imagine you there. Just one more time. Wow. That was deep. It was a true story. <laughs> it was just a true story. I was driving one day and I just was in my truck and I'm like, oh my God, I look, you know, like to my left, I actually like really envisioned someone sitting there that wasn't there. And no, I'm not hallucinating or unhallucinogenic. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I did not well, have too much felt- Dutch Brothers. Right, it just felt like that if it was right, that's what it would have been. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, just was, it was a flashback. It was really bizarre, though. I never really had one like that before. It was about three years ago, and it came across in my memories. I'm like, I want to share that today just because I felt it in my heart. <sighs> and then um, we just had Earth Day. So this mm-hmm. one is actually, this is one I wrote, but I want to warn people that there are vulgar words, but it's only for effect purposes only. It's it's called litter thugs. Okay. Candle wax melts, drip, drip, dripping. Like ink running off a page, wanting to scream so loud. Shout, shout, shouting. As fists clench with rage, angered and pissed and never to fail. Humanity always disgusts. People with all of their trash, 
Funny how they can't seem to find a receptacle, throw it out the windows, litter up our streets, all you trashy people wishing you your garbage to eat. Sight for sore eyes, you even make a mother cry. Teardrops well in her eyes, what is wrong with you? Your trash and garbage I despise. Keep on telling yourself your own lies. It was her and her and him, not mine. Doesn't matter how it got on the side of the road, just matters why you had to lighten your own load. What about the passers-by? What about the future generation? Look what you do for your children, children, throwing it out the windows, littering up our streets. All you trashy people wishing you your garbage to eat. Sight for sore eyes, you even make a mother cry. As the teardrops continue to well in her eyes, what is wrong with you? The wick of the candle is getting short, and the poet's inkwell is running dry. To all you trashy people out there who litter your garbage, why, oh fucking why? As mother hangs her head down, silently with tears of sorrow, along with disgust and shame, who is really to blame? Is this something you are taught and to pass along to another generation? You perverse and already sick nation. With all of your garbage and all of your trash, you are a disease. Go ahead and litter if you must. Does it make you feel good? Are you improving our world by one piece of trash at a time? And you tell yourself all is fine, but who picks it up? Who has the time to pick up after you? You should all be ashamed of what you do. So next time you decide to litter, we refuse your refuse. Find a place for your garbage. Find some receptacle. You trashy people are making a spectacle. A sight for sore eyes. Others have to see what you have done. You threw it out the windows and littered up our streets. All you trashy people making a grown mother cry. As a tear drops well and fall from her eyes. Pick up your shit and realize no one wants to pick up after you. Quit throwing your garbage around. Why even take up space? Why even breathe the air you get for free? Why dirty up our earth with your trash? The candlelight finally burns out. The ink has now dried. Mother Earth still tilts her head in shame. Mother Earth still cries. All you trashy people, all your garbage, all of your lies, it's not too late to change your ways. To next time, really think before you do. Go ahead, find a receptacle or two. Make a difference. The example starts with you. Please do not toss it out the windows. Please do not litter up our streets. For we wish not to see the errors of your ways, yet cannot turn a blind eye to your trash left behind. Sincerely, Miss. I'd be picking up. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I, 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 I live on a highway, and there's garbage all the time in this tree row all the way down my three acres because people throw their shit out the window and think some magic trash fairy is going to pick it up. <laughs> it's just sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> the magic trash fairy. It's like when I tell my kids, there is not a little brownie living in the dishwasher that comes out and scrubs the dishes when you put them in there. You have to scrape them before you put them in. Exactly. <laughs> so that was my rant home, but I, I just thought I wanted to share it because Mother, Mother Earth, Mother Earth, that's always about Mother Earth. That's what I was reading most throughout it. So. <laughs> I don't know if it makes other people mad, but it, it really does boil my blood. <laughs> it's really funny because Robbie in the chat room, Robbie said the exact same thing that um, I, when you said that you, you know talked about the swearing in your poem. He typed in the chat room the exact same thing I was thinking. It was funny. It says, so the next time I'm swearing at somebody, I'm going to look at him and say, I'm swearing at you for effect only. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's going to become like a thing that. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always I do it for effect. I mean, you know, they say if you're smart enough, you can come up with words that you don't have to swear. But for me, sometimes you have to. <laughs> and it's probably a good thing I don't have children. <laughs> uh, Are you going to do another one? Was that two? Did you already uh, do two? Yeah. 
Yeah, I did too. Yep. Yep. I'm back with you. That's what happens <laughs> when I try to read chat and and talk at the same time. <laughs> right, right. All right, baby no, girl. Tell everyone how they can find Are, you, honey. Um, I'm actually on Facebook. It's called Poetical Intrigue. It's where I put all my poems. My name is Shelly Gambino. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm not trying to be on it as much anymore, but Poetical Intrigue, I'll either share my memory ones or the new ones if I write them, and that's just like my poems only. So, And thank you for letting me be on your show. <laughs> Absolutely. Our pleasure. pleasure, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, well, you have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your show. <laughs> all right, hon. We love you. We'll talk to you Thanks. soon. Love you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So I am going to check with – we're just going to keep jumping back and forth and checking with 256, see if we can get Stanley on. 256, are you with me? You've got me. (laughs) We've been trying to bring you on, but we've never been able to hear you, so we just keep coming back to you, hoping that you would show up, and here you are, and I'm very happy now. Me too. How are you doing, sweetie? Oh, much better. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has, but not as long as it was that while before. Ooh, true. <laughs> so you're getting better. You're getting yeah. better. I'm liking it. I'm fine. Me too, to be honest with you. Yes. <laughs> it's great to be on the air. It is great. It's awesome to have you here, honey. So what do you have for us tonight? Well, a little homework. Uh, coming from the original, pick apart a prompt, which was, I love that two-word line, concrete dandelion. I like that one, too. Wow. I know. That one just, wow. Where, where can you go with that? Really? <laughs> Let's see where that. you went with it. Well, that and several other prompts from that particular night. And this piece is called Broken. Heart hardens akin to concrete dandelion, whose seeds too fragile for winds of change. Now encased in stone after a shattered love, pain inexorable, Relief too far a thing. All the world crumbles, as does trust. Ransom notes and love letters, one and the same. In forgotten trunks, joy's memory trapped. Devotion's words, less kind than leopards, hollow its name. My rage regrets I will paint shouting. At cruel gods, Choose fantasy over escape. On the fifth night I woke to numbing indifference. My solitude, my fortress, walls taking shape. In peace. You used a couple of the prompts in there. Yeah, a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I know that line, and I know that line. <laughs> you that was get the five idea. gold stars. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll take them. You're officially officially, uh, teacher's pet right now. Oh. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. All right. You're going to read two, right? Yes, I'm going to read one. One more, if you don't mind. This one was taken off of a prompt, which is actually a Zen proverb. The bird of paradise lands only on the hand that does not grasp. That, that, that was all? That's the proverb. Oh, okay. And the okay. Poem, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm known me. for brevity, but, but not that short. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this piece is called Freed Love. Love can lead one to obsession. Uh, excuse me a moment. Excuse me. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I, I, I think they just put us on hold. So I'm going to put Stan on hold. I'm going to grab our next caller, and then we'll grab Stan again. Okay. Eight four eight. Are you with us? Eight four eight. Are you there? Eight four eight. All right. So we're going to go ahead and mute Gregory. We're going to check with Stan again. Stan, are you back? Stan's not back. Y'all, you're on a radio show. <laughs> let's go let's go ahead and bring on three two three. Three two three, are you with me? Uh Sincere from Los Angeles. Good evening, Ira. How you doing? Hey, how are you, honey? I'm excellent. It's really good to hear from you. Good to hear your voice. It is good to be heard. It's good to hear yours as well. What you got for us tonight? Says just don't know. Name the title. Just don't know. What happened to the work our parents put forth so we would not even see the animal's teeth boiling or bowling down our back? What happened to the laws that are supposed to protect us from the evil that men and men do for profit and sales of human lives? Seeing a broken broker born to reshape the regular rebel in us for joy of being able to stand on our two feet. I assume too much. Ask the Lord today to forgive my chains of Cain, children after the flood worldwide, and we still suffering for loving the Lord, will to love our neighbor. Just don't get it. What happened to our freedoms to explore and be able to create our utopia reigns? Often don't see the world around me except for money. Runs the Middle Earth, core kiss. Still. Say, allow nature to mature and balance out between brethren and sisters, cries for mercy and satisfaction for hard work for and from thy own hands, the, the land that produced a lot for us all to eat from efforts. Love those who love your soul. Then again, AIDS isn't a real number. Between flux and flies and lies of rotten apples inside the hearts of a few who seem to put materialistic things of thorns before birds and seagulls. Passport to Passover, basic passive hearts and heat that beats down around 12 p.m., bomb high noon, Western Hemisphere, 
Hemi to demigods of white devil K babies after birth or restriction of free will. Just don't know anymore. That's that piece. Incredible. Are you going to read oh, papers tonight, baby? Yes. Yes. I love that enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, go ahead. Oh, 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 my God. Okay, wait. Trouble in Paradise. Okay. Oh, no, I read that one on the show. Okay. She keeps secrets. Time after time. Tone of a song is an old tune between bettering selfish ego to remove pain of a great weekend. Whoa. She just found out she has another lover beforehand. You felt overnight she was all yours. Even she needed another woman. You found out, like, whoa, she has many more years behind her. She kept secrets from you. Life through your eyes, history narrative of this time came across in a heartbeat. You're welcome. Walking to a wall of nothing but warning spent with your broken heart as she left. She keeps scratching her head about how you found out about how many seasons of alternative addresses you found. Truth or dare, whatever happened was a moment to get overwhelmed by a child that is not yours. Go, Daddy, to sleep. Mommy has more tomorrow morning to tell you. She keeps secrets. Love that piece. She keeps secrets. Of course she does. (laughs) (laughs) That was phenomenal, my dear. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. I can't say it's awesome. Mom gave me crap about saying awesome. Right. And and we do love you, Mama. No, no, you well respect and love. She she has no problem putting me in a corner when I need it, let me tell you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> in Sometimes front of the whole world. Do. She don't care. It's kinda of like that mama when you misbehave in the grocery store, she don't take yeah, you out in the much? car. Oh, no, yeah. she back slaps you into the cracker jacks and you oh, you know oh. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, strangers. You, I'm, what, what, you know, you tow, you tow the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic job on both of those. I am so glad you were able to make it on today, honey. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it so much. Well, we appreciate you. I'm so glad you're part of our family now. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come over and give you some love. You can find me now at onehalfcourtpublishing.com, www.onehalfcourtpublishing.com. My publishing company is up and running. You can check out the website. Any questions, you can leave me an email at edwin at onehalfcourt.com. And you also can find me on um, Facebook at Ed McKinney and uh, Instagram at onehalfcourtpublishing. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, appreciate it. You guys go check him out, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Have a great evening. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye, hon. All right, so we're going to go back up again and check with Stan. Stan, are you back with us? Hello. Yes. Hi. <laughs> it's official. Privacy is an endangered species. That's so funny. <laughs> at least you didn't get you. You get caught reading poetry and not looking at porn. You know, it's pretty good. It's okay. You know, there's there's worse things that could have been walked in on. True, true, much worse. Of course, if someone walked in on me watching or looking at porn, they'd see me checking out the sales ads for Lowe's or Home Depot. That's my porn. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, you don't judge it. me, you guys. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> true, true. 
So what are you going to do now, my love? Okay, we're going to go back and take another shot at freed love. Okay. Okay. Love can lead one to obsession. To possess becomes our passion. And tightly to our hearts we take a hold. Desperately we cling to others as if infant clutching onto mother. None wants to be alone. Solitude's cold. But love, a living, breathing entity, needs space to grow and find identity and can blossom out of its full potential. Held too long, not having liberty, can strife the life of souls born entity. And heart's choice of paramount essential. So when your order, you have a care, Realize the gift of time is shared, but all souls need their space if love proceeds. No golden cage or too firm grip will ever hold measure or eclipse the heart choosing you did so because it's free and peace. That was incredible, too. Thank you, Nyla. You're welcome. So I'm covering up the chat room. It keeps it's being, it's being such a bad squirrel tonight. In fact, I'm not even going to have it on the screen. Not even, not even looking at you guys. Okay. So what do you have going on with you, Stan? Are you still doing the other shows? Or tell us what you're doing. Yes, I am. As far as I know, Saturday nights. 9 p.m. Eastern on Epiphany Radio. I am co-hosting Poetic Therapy with Danielle, also known as La Perla Negra. Yes. Perfect. So, guys, make sure you check that out. And I feel really bad. I have to apologize to you because I had something really cool to say about your poem. And then I looked at the chat room, and whatever was in the chat room went into my eyes and pushed whatever I was going to say out my ear. <laughs> it, it just happened that fast, and it was something amazing. It, it was going to be life changing for you, and now you'll never know what it was because I can't remember. Because you oh, know, it'll come back. It'll come. There's back. only so much room in my head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to move space. Yeah. So, are things settling down for you out there with, uh, you know, all your time and stuff? Because I'd love to have you come back on and co-host with me sometime. I'm going to try to. I will. Uh, so far, things seem to be somewhat mellowing. <laughs> Good. I'm not swearing Good. to anything yet. I'm not swearing to anything yet. It's, it's getting there. Well, things are starting to chill a little bit here, too. I yeah. Think. So, yeah, just let me know if you ever want to. You're more than welcome. I'd love to oh, have you. I would dearly love to. It was a great pleasure to do that with you before. Cool. All right, tell everyone how to find you. Well, you can find me on Poetry of Springs Embrace Group. You can find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose. Both of those are sort of like anthology groups. Uh, Occasionally on Outlaw Poetry. And you can find me in the anthologies of the 2017, 
2018, 2019, and 2020 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. And, of course, on the anthology put together by the Appalachian outlaw poet, Mr. Philip Kent Church, God rest his soul, we're in cahoots, all of them on Amazon. I can't even hear his name without wanting to cry. I miss him exactly. so much. I know. I know. He was a special human being. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like you have a house full, my dear. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. And what I'd like to say, Nyla, is thank you for this venue and on to the next. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you next week and tell your company that the next time they barge in, on you like that, you're going to hand them the phone and they're going to have to read me a poem. Oh, I like that. That would be fun. Tell them. I'm not even kidding. I'll come down there. My phone has is cordless. <laughs> <laughs> All you, right, you. sweetie. We'll talk to you soon. All right. I am going to go ahead and grab area code 863. 863, you're on the air. What I'd like to Oh, oh, 863. All right, baby, we'll talk to you next week. 863. 863. Noreen, it's time for you to come and read to us because we would like to hear from you. And I'm going to sing until you catch up listening to us on the computer instead of listening on your phone. And I just want you to know how much we love you. And we're glad you're here tonight. And it's going to be all right, because soon you're going to hear me call your area code. Oh, oh, um, 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 hello, Nyla. Uh, Hi, Noreen. Okay, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Okay. I just spent about 45 seconds singing to you while I was waiting. Wow. (laughs) I have to hear that in the the, um, archives. No, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm not okay. a good singer. <laughs> well, you are a good singer. I heard you before. You are. Even Gary thinks so. Gary said so, too. We both have. But you guys love me and your ears are blind. Oh, we're not blind. No, your ears are. Oh, oh, my ears are not <laughs> blind. <laughs> so you got something special of Gary's to read to us tonight about the stars. Uh, um, yes. Um, Robbie's birthday's coming up. And um, so um, Gary wrote a poem dedicated to him called Starlight, Star Bright. And um, now, since Gary's gone, I always try to read this close to his birthday every year. And I always send the link to him. To him. Um, I think I st- um, wait a minute. Uh, I think I still have the link. Oh, no, because it was on, because um, I don't know if that was on, um, he did on Beavers or... Oh no! I hope I still have it. If it's on Rebirth and I don't have it no more, but I have, oh, I, I have really to find the link. I get hmm? those back, and I have not been able to get those back. I've been trying so hard. Wow! Thank you. Well, I don't know if I have a copy of it or not. I have to go check. You know, after the show, I'll check to see. Because I okay. used to have it because I sent it to him before. To Robbie. So, oh, I did. So if I did, I must have a copy of it. Because I sent it to Rob in Robbie's Facebook page before. 
if I remember right. Hmm. I had to check it out and find out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. This is called Starlight, Star Bright by Gary. Okay. Starlight, Star Bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may. I wish I might have a wish. I wish tonight, Robbie. Which star I have in sight will grant my wish tonight, Robbie? The ast the astronomer that you are to know the name of this star. The end. Aw, that was great. Yes, I love that one. Me too. Okay, and it's an in Robbie. Our book. Robbie is smiling. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm I'm glad. Okay, and this comes from our book, Reflections of Our Inner Beings. Okay. Okay, and then the the poem I got for me, I have for me, is called Warm Summer Mornings. Okay, and this is an older one. It's one of those warm summer mornings I just want to play walk danks in the rain while thinking of you my sweetheart i just want to reach to the sky pulling you down here with me no worries in the world just listen to the orchestra it must be our angels oh isn't it romantic play walk and dance in the rain with you the end Aww. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. I wrote this a couple of years ago. Now every time it rains, I'm going to think of you guys dancing together. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Noreen. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come show you some love. Okay. And you can um, find our books on Amazon.com. And our books are Reflections of Our Inner Beings, Two Hearts in One, The Hour of Truth, and Now and Forever, Our Love and Other Love Poems. And and you can um, then you can find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com, front slash poetry. And then and then you can also go on there and you can find um, um, his website. I dedicated to him. Um, I um putting a, a mem- memorial to him, and it's um uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder um, dot wix dot com front slash Gary with two R's in it. Okay, and and then you can find um a Gary on ReverbNation dot com, um PoetryPoem dot com, and Facebook dot com, and he's also Googleable. And go giggle <laughs> And he's on the other sites. I know that, but I could have to do some research. I just can't remember all of them, and so do I. It's mine too. I could only I only remember some of them. So I got to search some. And I found out some more social medias I have never heard of. So I'm going to try see to check them out and see if I can join them. That would be cool. Yes. All right, Noreen. Okay. We love you guys oh, and, so much. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, you can find me at um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, 
and um, you can also find me on Facebook.com, and, I, and I'm also Googleable and Googleable. Oh, and you can <laughs> find us on um, uh, uh, the Poetry Club on every Saturday evening at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. Yes. And if you guys go to my page, you will find links for that. All right, my dear. We will talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be here next week. We will, I mean. We will. <laughs> yep. All right. Yes. We'll talk to you guys then. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. I am going to go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Nyla Tay, if I compliment you, it's more than just for effect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I was well, just you. bursting at the seams to say that. I, I came up with that, and I was like, oh, I've got to say that tonight. I've still got to say that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use uh, that sometime, too. I'm cussing at you for What's a sec. I'm going to tell that to somebody. I know there's going to be some point in my life where I'm going to be able to use that. I'm yeah, cussing I'm at you for a sec. for a sec. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> then they're going to swear at you even more, right? Eh? <laughs> You're just amplifying my effect, dear. It's just before uh, we start, that reminds me, actually, I'll, I'll say this very, very quickly. I was at a Starbucks, and there was an electric fireplace, and but they had, like, the visual of a real fireplace, right, for the effect. And uh, one guy says, look, you could tell it was electric. He says, look, could you uh, put some more wood in the fireplace? It's a little colder there. And she says, oh, it's a, an electric fireplace. And he goes, Oh, what the hell has you got an electric fireplace for? And I did it. I did this on purpose to to piss them off. I said, and I, it's the way I said the word. I said it's for the ambiance. And he goes, "What the fuck is that ambiance?" And I was just like, oh, "Too easy." <laughs> <laughs> I can be a little shit sometimes. Not often, but when I am, I'm I'm devastating because I can play with words like nobody else. <laughs> so that's too funny. <laughs> So I have two poems. Uh, one's called Words in the Machine. I think we all know why I'm reading that. Uh, there's a dedication poem that I had sent Jimmy. This isn't the one, but it was funny because the dedication poem, like I couldn't send a sound file because at the time I wasn't too sure if uh, I had a virus on my computer or not. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to send a, an attachment. And so I just sent the text. And uh, it uh, and he read it, and it, it kind of felt surreal for both of us, you know, that he's reading a dedication himself to himself by me. <laughs> and it, but it, <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget it. it. It was just one of those wonderful, touching moments, you know. And uh, anyways, so uh, we uh, words in the machine. We are words in the machine. The universe spins a tale of life out of words wrought in the iron forge of poetry, the steeled visage of the knight in shining armor that stirs the force of love within our hearts. We are words in the machine. As we live out our lives in fits of fancy, the dreams that pass on by in flits of falling feathers and wings of butterfly, and we both lays the days away and sob in our beds when we go to sleep at night and cry. 
the fire forge of the stars. It is the furnace that brings us our lives. As we are immersed in the words of the machine, the sounds of life transmuted and alchemized to sounds of poetry. Would that I could bring my hand up to the sky and navigate my hand amongst the cosmic gears that are the cogs, the ever-working mechanisms that grind out the words of the machine. In the machine, I would become that machine itself as I ascend to the heavens above and I immerse myself in the silent sounds of its words and I become, I myself become the machine that spits out the words that define the universe for the rest of us to glean. I look around and I hear the words of poetry. I hear the sounds of life in every word that comes to my ear and I realize that we are but words in the machine. Oh, I love I love reading that poem. It's just there's that one part where it says the machine, and I don't know why, but every time I read it, I have to say it like that. There's just something about this poem, especially that it's like I can't read it any other way. The inflection, it's like sometimes you the words come out in the poem very naturally for you, but the inflection of it is so intended that when you read it, that it's like the only way you can read it, not because it's your imagination is locked up, but just because it it just feels like that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a trippy thing, but uh, and also, I am also a great lover of cello, and my favorite song of all time. I just shared it with Jimmy. Oh, uh, it's uh, in Suite Number One, B W. V1007 by Bach and it's the yeah uh, in G major the prelude movement oh my god the, to me it is actually my very, my very single favorite thing in life of any music anything it's just I like I was even just thinking about it a few minutes before and I was it, it made me tingle like that's how much I love it I heard it in a church and I'll never forget how it just struck me so automatically and I listen to it at the end of every shift of work because it just mm-hmm. calms me down anyways I'm babbling I love the, <laughs> I love the, cello, too, the cello the violin um, mm-hmm. yeah 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 and that's one of my life goals is to is to play that song on the cello but right now I'm going to be learning it on the keyboard so just uh imagine that piece of music if you look it up when uh, if you ever hear this in archive again. This reprieve of cello, it is a suite of the lavishings of love that plays itself unto me, its bow quivering among my strings as my low notes of moan it brings. This reprieve of a deep and soulful sound, it is a chamber of echo in my heart that does resound. When your heart propounds the truth of what it means to be, the sacred piece of music, the final key in your love symphony. When the delicacy of your hands, like a precious finery of china, grasps itself upon my bow, I feel the urgency of you to coax me into an extolation, an urgency, insurgency, to bring the virtuosity in sweets of love's loosening of my control. When the stillness of this bow transforms to the movement of accompaniment that accompanies my strings, I quiver like the strings under it in the joy that your love's bow brings. Play me as this prelude shades itself into Alamed, 
straddle me in love's proactive position, this sweetest taxation of love's imposition that allows the crossing of a bow across my strings. Quiver my notes along the tensiles that reside, charged, ready to be released by the strokings of your bow, as the sacredness of your bow's power plays my staff of loving notes that are written in a secret language, the cipher of which to me you lovingly bestow. Let my hands that clasp me in preparation of love and music's muse be ever ready to symphonically suffuse the trilling of notes that to the cupids in the heavens above amuse. Play me and define me in the movements that move from slow to fast, from fast to slow again. A conclusion of codas that careens upon me as you string the bow along me and make my heart with love and sonorance sing. And there we go. That is a reprieve of cello. Some pretty hot and heavy stuff. <laughs> I didn't know how to say I wanted to say something else, but then that just came out. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's it's part of my, that's uh, my love of, of cello there, you know. I, uh, now you make me want to go listen to it. What is that? There's that. What's that name? Why can't I think of it? The name of that cello band. Oh, the, that is it. Those two guys that uh, yeah. really do modern songs. Yeah, that. I, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. That. I think it's it's a. The, yeah, the, the. I think it's just the two cello guys. <laughs> I think it, that's simply what it is. Yeah, the two cello guys, or yeah, two cellos. I think that's them. Well, now you make me want to go listen to them. Yeah. Yep, yep that's what it is. Two chills. That's what it says here. Yeah, they did a, 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 their own version of Thunderstruck. I remember it. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic job on both of those. I know Jimmy really appreciated hearing the one that you wrote to him. That was uh, That was absolutely awesome. It, it's been it really has been an especially enjoyable night here tonight because it's it's nice to have like this kind of little dedication night where you know I'm reading something for Jimmy and then Noreen's reading something uh, from Gary for me and it, it's just a <coughs> nice vibe all around. I enjoyed hearing that and uh, was it was that the poem that she was looking for that she was having trouble finding or was that another one? I'm not she sure. Thing that she sent me. Okay, because. Uh, well, if if she's still trying to find a poem, maybe she can, maybe if you can find the title of it, uh, because she said she thought she sent it to oh, me. Yeah, it was that. So maybe she, I have I think it. She wanted a link to him reading it. She was going to send you. Oh. But she's not sure okay. if you had the link anymore. That's what it was. Okay. Well, if if she sent it to me, maybe I if it's not in Hotmail, then I might have it in my Gmail somewhere. So I'll, I'll take a look. That's the the name of the band. The boys that play the cellos. Apocalyptica. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. If you don't know who they are, go check them out. I will do that. <laughs> They're uh, That's not so, the two boys. That's the band, not the two boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I will go check okay. that out too. <laughs> so awesome. I can be found. No one, no one just, every I time mind. I say the word awesome, it's just like grating on my nerves now. Mm-hmm. It's funny that happens when somebody points that out. That then that's all you think about. It's like it's kind of like if someone says to you, uh, you know, don't breathe too heavy. Then that that's the that's the one thing that you start doing. You can't stop 
fucking doing it. <laughs> I know. I should need a rubber band on my now every time I said I need to snap myself on the wrist with a rubber band or something. Yes. All right, Robbie. Fantastic job. Appreciate you being here. Tell everyone how to find you. Okay, yeah. I can be found at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. But now really all poetry is is the site that I'm at. I'm uh kind of double fisting it with poetry here cuz I'm listening to their show after your show. And I have two chats open at once. But I'm not cheating on you, Nile Dete. You're you're still my you're still my uh my uh favorite poetic boo, so That's okay, no they can have my sloppy seconds. <laughs> my slop- I'll be sloppy seconds by the time I get there, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic job, Robbie. Thank you, honey. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you. And I'll uh, look that I'll look that up for you, Noreen. She said it's the same one. It's just uh, she, I think she's looking for the recording of that that she just read. So yeah, I'll yeah, look that up for you, Noreen. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. We have our next caller, which comes from area code three six zero three six zero. You're on the air. Oh, that must be me. Hi. It is you. Hi, Dave. How are you? I am absolutely doing wonderful, my blue man. I love you, and I'm so glad you're here because I have missed you. I just wanted you to know. That's my song I wrote for you. Well, the procedure here is I just go in and read the poem, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm not much on stop talk, small talk. <laughs> okay. Um, the title of this poem is Spirit Wild. Within the mind hides a child, forever young, spirit wild, mischievous, thoughtful, fun, and frank, ready to help or pull a prank, wanting to play on the saddest of days, willing to chase the blues away, looks for adventure in every place, wants a smile on every face, lover of nature, lover of life, wants to change things, make things right, within the mind waits a child full of life, spirit wild. Finney. I love you. Almost made me cry. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It was sweet. I I am the spirit wild, right? Yes, you are the spirit wild. Okay. (laughs) Do you know another one? (laughs) Am I just being really presumptuous here? (laughs) No, you're the one and only. Oh, it's been so long, hasn't it? We've known each other for such a long time. Yeah, it brings back memories. I love it. That was beautiful. Thank you for reading that. You're welcome. Thanks for having me here. (laughs) Do you have another one to read? I do. Okay. If you want it. Please, yes. It's for Earth Day. It's an old one. It's called Child. She suffers in silent surrender with hope there will come a time. Her destructive child will realize his abuse will cause her demise. She has given her all and done some, her stamina depleted and gone, grown fragile and disfigured from blows by the hand of this superior child. Unable to replenish her resources, as a life force, her essence ebbs. 
She is the mother, the earth, our future. We are human, the child, her end. Wow. That was phenomenal. You know, I I signed up for this show, um, PBS station on Netflix thing, you know, TV, and it has Nova on there. So I've been watching a lot of the shows on Nova. And I'll tell you what, that's scary. You know, people think, oh, Earth Day is awesome. I'm going to go plant a flower. No, don't go plant a flower. Stop eating ocean fish. Stop tilling the fields. Start throwing, you know, just all all this Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, and it's so obvious that this is scary. It's scary, Dave. It is. And it's not getting any better real quick. Mm-mm. I quit eating ocean fish. I'll go eat, you know, the stockfish that they stock the rivers in and the lakes in, you know, from the hatchery. I'll go fishing that way, but I, I won't eat ocean fish anymore, ever. Wow, that's phenomenal. <laughs> because they are good. <laughs> They are good, and I'm like a sushi freak. That is my favorite. If I let's go out, we're going to sushi. Let's, let's should we go out and have bre- sushi? Breakfast, yeah, sushi. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a biggie for me. But well, so I uh, I owe Michael a great big thank you because he got you over here tonight. Yes, he did. He broke my arm. <laughs> Well, whatever it takes. You know, I am I'm such no. a huge fan of you and of your poetry, and I have been for a long time, and you're somebody I respect and admire and love so dearly that, you know, having you here is something very special for me, to be able to share someone that I think so highly of with, you know, with the community and to let them get to know you through your words and to be able to have them experience that. So thank you. I appreciate you no, being thank here. thank you. I'm... I'm speechless. What you just said just knocked me out. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know that it's true. I and, tell you that all the time. <laughs> I know, but you no. Know, <laughs> in my mind, I'm just a person. That's all. <laughs> You're a special person to me. Someone very special to me. You're my blue man. <laughs> thank you. I, I will come back. I'll come back for this show. Awesome. Can you do me a favor, love, and tell everyone how they can come read your work? Say that again, please. Can you tell everyone how they can come read your work? Yeah. How they can find you? No, not yet. It's kind of slow today anyway. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Dave, thank you for being here, and we will talk to you, hopefully talk to you very, 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 very soon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Hi, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. I can't even tell you. I cannot even tell you how cool it was to hear from him. Yeah, that was incredible. All right. Next caller, area code 575. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Jade Mist. How are you? Hey, Jade. How are you, sweetheart? I am fine. Thank you. I have a poem for you. It is sort of a continuation from an episode of the original Star Trek series. The episode was called Requiem for Methuselah. And just a quick overview, the episode was about 
the character who was actually Methuselah trying to explain what loneliness is. And the first line directly comes from that episode, but the rest I expand upon. I call this loneliness and loner. And I'd like to give that to you, if I may. Please. Methuselah said, It is a thirst. It is a flower dying in the desert. I say, It is the desert crying for rain. It is the rain yearning for the ocean. It is the oceans praying to caress land. It is the land aching to be walked upon. It is the footsteps that see their own one and only tracks. It is the flower near that one set of tracks, happy not to be trod upon, merrily left in loneliness. And there you have it. Wow. First of all, girl, I have to applaud you for even having a thought of Star Trek inspiring a poem. I am such a huge Trekkie. (laughs) I also guilty, guilty as charged. Yeah, I I watched them with my daddy growing up, and then, you know, it was, um, you know, the whole next generation, uh, all of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deep Space Nine, all the variations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that so one, big that kudos for that. Episode, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, go ahead, please. I mean, that one, I don't know what it was about. All the lines and all the Star Trek, that one, I mean, he had lived so long and just gave that one little sentence to explain loneliness. And it was very succinct, no diatribe, no litany, just to the point. And I just thought, let's expand on that just a tad. Not to usurp Methuselah, but there you are. And and I don't know why, that just inspired me to do that. You know, if I wrote one, do you know what episode mine would be? Amok time? The Trouble with Tribbles. That's my favorite episode ever. That is a hilarious one that is always always brings a smile to your face. Mhm. I'm going to have to find it on see if I can find it on YouTube or somewhere and watch it tonight. It's so funny. I want them oh, all. Exactly. I want they're like Pokémon. I want to collect them all. <laughs> Send them to my planet. <laughs> <laughs> they are fantastic. That is my one poem for you tonight. It's always a pleasure to touch base with you once again. Um, As for me, again, Jade Mist, my one and only forum is here, Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you for being there. Um, Total novice, still learning. But, uh, again, many, many thanks. Well, we appreciate you being here and you know, sharing the time and sharing what you're working on, and, and it's fun, and we appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. You too, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring Mr. Melvin Johnson. Are you with us? Hey, Nala. 
Hey, sweetie, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. You here to close out the show with me? Okay. Uh, all right, so, um, okay, I've got a poem here. Um, uh, this one is uh, kind of, I wrote this in, in, in 2000. Um, I don't know if I've ever read it here. It, it kind of expresses my disdain for the uh, Supreme Court sometimes. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't think they always make the right I don't think they always make the right decision. Uh, this poem is entitled America Ambushed. Uh, and I wrote it after what happened in Florida in 2000 uh, with the uh, uh, Bush uh, election. It's called America Ambushed. America, you ambushed. You caught five unsupreme bullets to the head. And Negro Thomas said, that's the job five. We keep hope alive. Don't worry, George and Jeb. Let's hear what Catherine said. And us got her back. We got the slack. And democracy, it ain't nothing but a knickknack word. America, you ambushed. You have been stricken with the plague of infamy. You just got played like a backwards symphony with upside-down notes. And the elephant said, fuck the votes. The people don't count. Katie, the shady lady, pretending to be a politician, is on a mission to further George's ambition to walk in his daddy's shoes. Listen to the cues. Folks in Florida, they got the blues. America, you ambushed. You've been pushed to the edge. And your pledge to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all is a mockery, or the crockery that you call freedom of choice. You turned your back on the people's voice. You didn't elect the president. You selected the resident to live in a home with a dome that's white. And your nightmare has just begun. America, you just took five unsupreme bullets to the head. Your conviction that every vote counts is dead. And the Jai Five appointed to protect democracy gave a worldwide lesson on blatant hypocrisy. Whoever said the judges don't, don't carry grudges and that they are supreme lives in the dream world. And the whole world was watching live when George, George, and Jed gave Captain high five and rode off into the sunset saying, America, you ambushed. End poem. <laughs> that was very clever, very well written. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Are you going to read two for me, love? Okay. Notice I say for me, because the rest of the world doesn't exist. When you read, you're reading just to me, just so you know. Okay. Uh, This (laughs) one is kind of a... uh, I used to be in a theater group, and um, uh, sometimes um, uh, in this particular... This particular poem is called Chipping In. Um, uh, I was... uh, uh, a theater group was called New Works Writers Series, and um, they did a play called uh, The Color Girls Who Considered Suicide uh, When the Rainbow Was Enough. And I wasn't in the play, I was actually the narrator. And it, it's about, the, the poem is about, uh, you know, things that, that, that women go through 
specifically black women, and he talks about domestic violence and sexual abuse and stuff like that. And so I wrote his poem. Uh, uh, they they have a, they have like a uh, a dialogue at the end of every play, and everybody who's in the play gets to express their opinion and stuff like that. I wasn't in the play, so as the narrator, I, I wrote this poem. It's called Tipping In. It's kind of a satire and comedic. My love, my love, my love, she said, as she laid that frying pot up beside his head. My love, my love, where has you been? It's five in the morning when you just tipping in. You've been tipping and tipping for all these years, telling all them lies that she thinks I hear saying you was going fishing or down at the trap for two or three days without coming back. But you've been down at that juke joint with your no-good friends, kicking up your heels drinking whiskey and gin, telling dirty jokes, singing and dancing, falling behind Miss Hussey with her pimping and prancing. I've been stuck here screaming, making up your bed, fluffing the pillow for your nappy head, cooking all them things that you like to eat, and trimming them corns on your big funky feet. I done raised ten children and all of them on when you wasn't here when man was born. My love, we've been married 30 years or so, and I think that there's something that you ought to know. One of them children might not call you dad, because while you was out tipping, I was home being bad. Your best friend Homer but lives down the street, you ought to see the size of them corns on his big funky feet. My love, my love, I love, she pled. Now, all I got to say, I done already said. And I hope you hear me because I want you to know, don't you come tipping in this house at five no more. And if you think I'm kidding, you go look at that knot. And, oh, give me some money for a new frying pot. End poem. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Oh, my God, that was so fun. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That made me grin. All right, my dear, my sweet, please tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, on YouTube, for all poetry under Melvin Douglas Sanson. Perfect. And we will talk to you next week? Yes. Thank you, baby. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right. You guys have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been a phenomenal evening, and uh, we got through it. We did it. It was fun. It was awesome being able to hang out with all of you guys and listen to your reading and chat with you in the chat room. Thank you. I needed this evening. Uh, it It was a good time. I'm going to close the show with a track by Mr. Eddie Oliver. It's called Beautiful Beginnings, and we will see you all next week. Good night. It is written, it, it be the first chapter, they call it life. life.
beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me and, And she smiled so beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because because so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair, two tables down, quiet without a hint of a sound. I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight free base. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. Who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like this. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? I say sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me? She was kissing. See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. <laughs>
On a white sandy beach Making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because You made me believe that That God That God said that you and I uh, You and I were meant to be You are so heavenly I can't help but believe that That God sent you to me Because you put me at peace And, and to him I am forever grateful I know sometimes baby That I can be a handful And for that I apologize Melt me with those maple brown eyes but you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze So gentle, so smooth I, I can't help but be in love with you Because you make it so easy Sleep with me, dream with me To a far off place where, where no one can find us Where it's just us Caught up in the rush of our lust As we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling Sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes As you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you I love, I love the feel of your thigh The way your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me Finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday. Daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end. It just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. 
It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath. Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone. And, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just lonely. Longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all. From the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone. Like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. I do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. <laughs> See, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just Trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See yeah. <laughs> Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death, until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty. And her brains and her amazing smile, man, she, ah, oh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love, when I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured, when I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed, when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man, she, she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> are we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all, somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like, like two people lost in the wilderness. Like, like two people stranded at sea, you see. We, oh <laughs> uh, man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is once I was blind, <laughs> but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must, 
must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open Now I know Now I know that That he who finds a wife Surely 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 finds a good thing I'm here to say, y'all That I have surely Found Me a good thing <laughs> You see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning Beginning be the alpha as it is written, it be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. 